discovered by the Germans in 1904. They named it Santiago, which of course in German means a whale's vagina. Hmm. No, there's no way that's correct. In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Bastards of the universe! Oh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, the Rental King. The host to the left, Ron Avis. And as per the huge, joining me, the man to the right, or the true north, however you want to put it, my co-host, the great and powerful Adam Peterson. Such such deep burn. I don't know if you heard, but I, I did over a thousand. Oh, such a deep burn. <laughs> it's the bleats. <laughs> it's very, science. Very flattering in the crotchal region. <laughs> no, no, we're not actually talking about Anchorman. Uh, that is, boy, that is a tease. Like, if you just actually didn't uh, press, like, you know, look at the title of this episode. And, yeah, that'd be a know, real it, setup. It, it would be a real setup if, like, you just listened to one of our podcasts and then didn't know what the next episode was. Just rolled into us talking about Anchorman. They get so excited, and then we <gasps> just start talking about some non sequitur bullshit. <laughs> that escalated quickly. It did. No, uh, we thought it might be fun to do one of our water cooler episodes because uh, just this week the San Diego Comic Con happened. It dropped, man. And it was like the first one of these things we've had um, since the pandemic, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Really, I, it was kind of a big deal. Yeah, it was it was kind of a big deal. It's 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 the E three for comic book uh, lovers. Uh, you know, it it is Comic Con. So, but but it's just become so much bigger now that Marvel it's, movies it spans have become such so, a larger universe now. Yeah, it's really expanded. Now it's TV shows, movies, video games, uh, just and then to piggyback on top of that, shit that doesn't really have anything to do with comic books at all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're franchises. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, it, it is exciting, and things are things are getting a little bit more back to normal. It feels like every month, and you know, knock on wood. Uh, we'll just have a great 2023 and, you know, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to get ahead. I don't want to get ahead. We're, we're talking about San Diego Comic-Con and the things that were announced there, there were a lot of things. So we thought there maybe were a be whole f- lot of things, a whole bunch of stuff. And we thought it might be fun to just sort of go over 10 things that really excited us. Not not necessarily ranked, although you may have ranked them. Just just ten things. We'll we'll try and get ten things in. And um, 
I don't, I, I never really specified any parameters. Like initially you're like, okay, yeah, this is a movie podcast. So we should really only be touching on movie only things. When I was creating my list there, there are definitely things that are not related to movies. They're movie I, adjacent. Yeah. They're kind of movie adjacent. Very much so. And I can, and I can, I can explain myself if those picks happen. I'm going to be defending my movie my movie fan credit very vigorously today. I think maybe. Well, and there's, there is a, there's a real fluidity anymore between, uh, the different forms of entertainment that we, um, that we take in. I mean, there's, there's a lot of connection that, um, I mean, I, you know, not to jump too far ahead because I'm sure we probably have both have things, but I know especially Disney slash Marvel, they have really connected their cinematic universe with their uh, streaming platform with the yeah. uh, episodic uh, presentations. And so, yes, they're not movies, but only because they put them on the streaming service and broke them into individual episodes. They're movie quality, and they yeah. fit into that whole universe. They are the connect some of the connective tissue between movies. So it is really, you know, movie, yeah, movie adjacent. But it really is still, you know, these things are very much a part of that same universe. Oh There's yeah, a Venn diagram there that works pretty well. I'd say. Oh, good, good analogy there. Yeah. Um. So, ten things. What do you? I, I guess I'll get started. Yeah, you uh, kick us off. I'll, I'll go ahead and kick us off. Uh, so one of the things that caught my attention that I really wasn't really expecting it to, I've heard about it, and I knew it was coming up, and I even had seen the cast and thought, no, well, there's, I mean, that's a good, that's a decent enough group of, of you know, cast. It, that's not lacking. But it wasn't until I saw the trailer for uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, that I really thought, oh, this just isn't some shitty Dungeons and Dragons cash grab, you know, where you just put the name on it, but it's just some fairly generic, you know, night Like a fantasy movie. Yeah, just generic fantasy movie. Because they did that back in the early 2000s, didn't they? I want to say Marlon Wayans was in it. Uh, yes, yes, they did. And it looked so generic. I, in fact, I didn't even ever watch it. I should yeah, I, I can either. check that out. It might not be that bad. I do but like Marlon Wayans. Oh, it's probably a, a real <laughs> train wreck of a movie. <laughs> a real Warcraft of a movie. That's another one where it just oh. didn't really work for me. It's like, ugh. Uh. Um, but with the Dungeons and Dragons, it's so Chris Pine, he's sort of the big lead in the cast. I, I love him in everything. Like, he's just as charming as, as all get out. Completely likable in that sort of, you know, Chris Pratt sort of way. Just you can't help it like the dude. And I you, go ahead. Oh, I, was, I feel like you clearly had because, some strong feelings about Chris well, no, Pine. No, no, no. I can wait. I completely agree because I feel like I almost feel like he's the forgotten Chris a lot of times because there is oh, such as yeah. Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, you know, there's all these Chris's that are, you know, Chris Hemsworth. You've got all of these Chris's and Chris Pine really is. I mean, he's got some, some solid credits to his acting, but in addition to that, like he is just a really good actor all around. I feel like he's oh, a yeah. really likable guy can do a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, I'm on board with if Chris Pine's in it. Chris Pine is going to have a long, long 
career acting because he's he's gonna slide into those character and secondary actors so seamlessly you know like he's still like a lead good looks and stuff but yeah eventually he's not gonna be able to do that and he's just gonna slide over into these really interesting character actor uh roles and so i i just have a theory that he's just gonna be one of those guys just through multiple decades He's going to have a quite quite the in memoriam applause, I think. I could uh, the one of the first names. I don't know why, but it just and in trying to think of like a, a comparison, is I feel like he could end up like a Matthew McConaughey. Like at one mm. point, he was just a really strong leading guy. Was in a bunch of stuff, and yeah. you know, here and there was in something. You're like, oh, that was kind of not so great. But you know, just really, I mean, maintained. Like if Matthew McConaughey's name is on something. Even now, I don't just dismiss it like, oh, that's no, right. Like, you go, well, like, I you might still, want to watch this. Know, let me let me see what this is. Right, right. Just the name alone grabs your attention. Yeah. So he is in it, and Michelle Rodriguez, who, within the framework of the Fast and the Furious movies, I think she's great. Lit Lydia is a great character. A lot of fun to watch on screen. But besides that, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell you if that were just was just your typical Michelle Rodriguez um, performance, thus meaning that she's just that way in real life and she's not really acting all as much as just being cool or being a badass. Or in other movies and roles or films that she's in, does she play it more dramatic? You know, I just don't know. I always feel like she's just the action movie star, like the buff chick. And I feel like that's a pretty fair assessment of her. Okay. In, just <laughs> yeah. in the handful of things that come to my mind, like, I, I you know, not, not that she's unqualified for it, but... I don't feel like there's going to be a Nicholas Sparks movie with Michelle Rodriguez anytime I mean, soon. She's just straddling the fence of of notoriety. She she's just barely above Lucy Lawless. Like she could totally have been one of those uh, syndication stars. Yes, but she you know she she is in this as well, and she actually looks like she got bigger. She she looks she kind of did that Natalie Portman thing it seems like got a little bit bigger, so oh, she yeah. she's I don't I let, let me just say first of all Dungeons and Dragons is something that has forever and always intrigued me. Uh I've never been around it in a way that I could easily join a group and even yeah. see if it was something that I did like. I feel like I have a fairly active imagination and I do really enjoy the whole character customization of your character and coming up with backstories and just sounds like fun. But when I was a kid, when we were kids, there was this, this humongous stigma with Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah. Especially if, well, if you've seen Stranger Things most recent exactly. season, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's a very fair depiction of parents and, you know, how they would feel if their kid started talking about playing Dungeons and Dragons, like, and all excited. You might try to put the kibosh on that, like, whoa, whoa, Dungeons and Dragons, that shit. Dungeons that and Dragons down the Satan's is the table. devil, Bobby Boucher. 
right, mama? <laughs> anyway, so, but there, there was a show in the 80s, a cartoon in the 80s that was a Saturday yes. morning cartoon that I adored, man. I freaking loved the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. And was heartbroken they never made it back home. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But there, a, a, a cool little factoid I was reading within all of the different stories of with San Diego Comic-Con, you know, you start reading uh, all, all of your trusted sources online. And one of the things that I read was that the characters from the show would be someone that this new team, uh, you know, formed with Chris Pine and the others, they, they actually fight at some point. So hopefully it's this cool, like, I hope it's not similar to some of these Marvel cameos where you have the heroes quickly, you know, float from one end of the screen to the next with something in the background happening. And that they, yeah. really all it is is just for them to say that they put it in their universe and people go, yay, but it means absolutely yeah. nothing. It, it ta- they're on screen for five seconds max. And and then you're just you're just titillated, but nothing happens. I hope it's not just one of those things that maybe there's more important to the story. I, I'm sure that I'm wishing I'm I'm wish hoping right now, like the, what the movie will be. But it looks cool. It, it doesn't have the appearance of a low budget movie trying to, a high concept idea. They seem to have the right VFX team working on that with all the dragons and monsters and stuff the the effects of the weapons the 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 magical characters and then you got the one girl who could shape shift into all kinds of crazy shit like a bear eagle thing (laughs) a very formidable team yeah i'm i'm looking at this and i'm I'm looking at just at this cast and i know i mean chris pine and michelle rodriguez and i see hugh grant's in it as well those are probably the biggest names um, well, and there's the it, actor from Bridgerton, which is a total gray area. I, I think he's from Bridgerton. Maybe I'm wrong. Is that the... Um, he's got like a okay, Frenchy yeah. kind of French name. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, <laughs> or am I thinking Hamilton? I Now I'm... No, no, I, no. You're, you're, you're right. I don't... Roger okay. Jean Page. Yes. I'm probably butchering that name. Yes. I've not watched... I've not watched Bridgerton, but he's actually in the new... Um, uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling Netflix oh, okay. movie Gray Man as gotcha. well, and gotcha. uh, he's an antagonist in that. And he was he was pretty capable. That's why I was I was and Justice Smith I know is from uh, uh, he's the, been in the Detective the Pikachu World movies. Yeah, yeah, well, Detective de- Pikachu. De- right, and isn't that uh, Tom Cruise's like adopted son or something? Or did I just completely make up this rumor from all cloth? <laughs> No, I think we should. I, even if, even if that's completely made up, I, yes, I'm just going to unequivocally agree with you. You know, uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise very famously adopted a child. Uh, I don't even know. I'm actually making that up. I don't. Maybe it was a famous thing that happened in tabloids. No, Holy. this is. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm going to say I don't yes. Know where I would have that. picked that up. That's no, I would totally don't don't bother just, even don't research that. Don't even just me. take our word for it because it's true. <laughs> I don't. And we did the research. Don't don't at me on Twitter, please. Yeah, no, this is for real. Just I totally listen. know what I'm talking about. Yep. 
Yeah, but he, I, I like him. I, I enjoyed him in both the Jurassic World movies and uh, Detective Pikachu. Very, very, very likable fellow. <clears throat> and he, so, I mean, even, I mean, there's uh, Sophia Lillis, uh, who is in, she was Beverly Marsh in both of the It movies. She, she is the shapeshifter girl. Yeah, the druid yeah. is her the, credit. Yeah. So. But but um, uh, p- but people in, on websites that I've have been going through and reading about this, like who do play Dungeons and Dragons, say that they're clearly taking this seriously and treating it with love and respect, which is which, cool because has uh, yeah. not Hasbro was it is it Paramount that has the whole Hasbro thing they could make movies based on I their license. So. Whatever, Transformers and G.I. Joe have really been the only ones that have kind of made it to movies. And only the yeah. Transformer films have been successful and profitable, I would argue. Or they would have just kept making G.I. Joe movies, which they stopped. Yeah. Uh, they, they couldn't even get a Snake Eyes franchise to work. But the pandemic could have something to do with that. Yeah. But this this is, this is seems to be part, part of a possible universe that they might poss- you know might want to do. I there was a there was a, this story circulating where they the, you know that one how can we jumpstart our transformers like how can we get that back on track but two we have all these things that we own how how could any of these make it into a cinematic universe and they 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 narrowed it down to five or six choices and some of them were really obscure like I didn't even know what they were um so you probably have to be like a deep cut to even appreciate it. But th- this is this clearly must be under that idea. And I would like to yeah. see and Battleship clearly didn't work out. <laughs> Which uh, the it's it, that was one of those like cuz I actually kind of enjoyed that movie. Like it's not a great movie. Um yeah. I Taylor Kitsch is is an actor I always want him to be just a little bit better because mm-hmm. i think he's a good actor it's just like i'm like oh, he's like an 85 percent right like if he was just if he's just a little bit better then then it was like oh, this would be really it's good it's consistently at 85 percent. it's really amazing because yeah. <laughs> i do enjoy him like he he was he in, never uh, drops below that <laughs> no he he was in uh, the terminal list uh on amazon prime with Chris uh, that Pratt. just came out with Chris sure. Pratt, yeah. and he's he's great at it. He's fantastic, but it, I mean, it's like okay, you're you're like I'm like you're really good here, but like yeah. he, I mean, you could st- like if you were just like a little bit better, then I would he, really. Did he, I mean, did like, he like I love push the it show. up to eighty six percent there, and you just he might have been he might have been pushing eighty six eighty seven because like, of how consistently eighty five percent he is. He was really looking for like a a, a higher B plus rating. Like I'm gonna try and give it a little extra this time. Good for we'll you. Put a little mustard Taylor. on the sandwich. Good for you. Because yeah. I always wanted to see him as Gambit because uh, he did Gambit in the Wolverine mm-hmm. origin movie, and he was really. I mean. I know Channing Tatum was in talks for that for years, and he would be good. But I did really enjoy. That's Taylor right. Kitchen, I, he was, he was like, even supposed to be producing it or have some sort of uh, yeah. input in it as far as a, a, yep. a like a, a producer. That's not happening like anymore. Taylor, Taylor, no, that's not. Uh, they, I think they finally. I don't know if if Disney will revive it, but um, yeah. But I was like Taylor Kitsch. It was like it's always like oh, Taylor Kitsch is almost there. Like, come on. Just he to me is just one of those actors that it just feels like 
the studios are trying to push this guy down my throat. Like he's the new yeah. guy. You, you love him. Here's another goddamn movie you want to see that he's a star. In. <laughs> he's in it and he's probably pretty okay. The and rest of the movie is probably really good, but he's just really pretty okay. And here's his equal and better half, Jai Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Jai, if, that would be the ultimate movie. If you have Taylor Kitsch as the good guy, Jai Courtney is the bad guy. You're just like, oh, I want this movie to be good. That movie but would rise know, to just, such mediocrity. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, uh, the, the Tubi original series featuring... It's a crackle exclusive <laughs> with Taylor Kitsch and, and, and Jai Courtney. And, it's plain. We'll pay you to watch this. You know, you know when you're filling up gas and they have that thing? The yeah, that's monitor. where. That's what's exclusive. As a captive audience, like, hey, you slid your card in. Hey, here's the word of the day. Now, hey, here's the next two and a half minutes of a movie. Every time you fill up, you can watch a little bit more. So keep coming back to our gas station and watch the new movie featuring Jai Courtney and, and Taylor Kitsch. It's, it's, gas Station Weekly says it's really pretty watchable. This is really pretty watchable. Oh, man. And part of me, too, is just an easy mark for dragon shit. I, I just love yes. the way dragon technology has evolved. And anything, I don't care. It could be movies or TV shows, video games. I just love the way dragons look nowadays. It's just amazing. I I remember not that long ago when was it? Um, oh, what well, was speaking of Matthew McConaughey? That also had Christian Bale. Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire. Great dragon movie. Great ass dragon movie. But you know, starting to show its age a little bit. Yes. Give me some of this all. I wonder if how much of that of the dragon effects were practical. Probably not even hardly any at all back then, even. I don't know. If anybody knows, let me know. If you work Just, yeah. if you work okay. the dragon that acted alongside Christian Bale, please, please let me know. It would be great I if we had old. Sean Connery here. I'd <laughs> be like, how much of the Dragonheart movie was you inside of a suit and how much of it was CGI? <laughs> It'd be it was, like, none of it. Why? No. It was never what? No, that wasn't a thing. Because <laughs> no. that's how why, he talks. He why are you trying to make Scottish that a accent. thing? That was never a thing. Get the fuck out of here it's, before I fuck your mother. I surely did voice all this. <laughs> he did. He did have a period of just solely voiceover shit. Did you're he? the man now, dog? <laughs> he he really challenged. Uh, James Earl Jones, but then George, yes, Form- George, George Foreman, George Foreman, George, Morgan, yes. Morgan Freeman, dude. Remember, the, remember that period of time when George Foreman was when the- George Foreman <laughs> fought Sean Connery. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like, but it's probably kind of stuttery. <laughs> it's not. Oh, smoother. that would be a fight I would watch. Oh wow. Wow, I want to see oh, that boy. now more than dragon, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Honor Among Thieves. I want to see them fight while riding dragons. Oh, my George God. George Foreman on a dragon, Sean Connery on a dragon, <laughs> fighting. He's the, he is the dragon master. Like a dragon joust between got- <laughs> betwixt the two of them. You think he works in any any uh, grill merchandising clubs oh, yeah. anywhere? Okay. Yeah. Okay. George I wonder how Foreman many of his help. George 
kid, his kid's named George. He could get possibly in that. Thing. I think he named all of his kids George just so he could remember their names. Because he's like, I've been hit in the head too many times. <laughs> if I say George, all of you look up, and I will point at the one that I'm talking to. No less than 11 human beings need to be my name in the house so that I can not yeah. forget my name. Normally, by the time you get to like George the fourth, George the fifth, that's like generations on. There's like, no, 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 you're just George oh, yeah. four and five. No, yeah, yeah. He just skipped all of that shit. Yeah, I don't have any other names written down. Which is George. pretty, which is pretty smart, if you think about it. I mean, he's just instantly gaining all of that prestige. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoy how Chris Pine is in uh, basically, I guess, the bard character of the group. And he's got a little little scene where he's playing his little lute, just scooting along, playing his lute. Just it, it has a good sense of humor. The action looks good. The effects are up to up to snuff. And yeah, well, I saw that. I was like, I, I probably had a three out of ten scale excitement to see that when I heard about it at first it's it's a solid eight that is yeah it's a solid eight out of ten it's something i'm gonna plan on seeing in theaters but something could you know what i mean it's some it's yeah i'm not gonna fight things into place so that i can see it yes but i like you know what yeah (laughs) if everything works out i'm i'm motivated enough to go it's it's got a place in my mind was like yep i will make every reasonable attempt to get to the theater to see this one when it's there yeah but like if something happens where it's like oh wow you yeah, gotta go to the grocery it, store that day it, i'll just take that as a sign right i mean yeah well i'll just wait i'll just wait on this one um so yeah that's my first pick what's what's your first pick my uh and i i did i'm like i i didn't necessarily rank these i did kind of put i was like all right it just in a sense of, of urgency or like, okay, this, this is because there's, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, and I know we kind of were before we got things kicking. It was like, you know, I, and even my list, I didn't want my list to just be like, okay, it's all Marvel stuff. Like yeah, there's a yeah. lot of Marvel stuff. It was like, I didn't want to just be like, cause there was a lot that was covered. Sure. But, um, in, in true Marvel fashion, and I'm, you know, I'm skipping all the way to the end. So there wasn't a trailer for it. I mean, it's, it's shrouded in mystery anyways, because mm-hmm. it's the end. It's the very end of this whole, of the multiverse phase. Like Thanos yeah. was the villain of the, uh, I forget what they're calling the first phase, but this is, we're in the multiverse phase. Right, uh, right. The, uh, the infinity phase, maybe. I don't. I think it was the infinity phase is what they call Thanos. So this is, we've got Kang the Conqueror, who's coming, and they've already set that up in the Loki series uh, on Disney+. Plus. But they're rounding everything out at the end of, I think, phase six. So they announced stuff in phase five and phase six. Mm-hmm. At the end of phase six is the Secret Wars. Uh, so that's that was my first pick is like Avengers Secret Wars and it's like I know I'm jumping all the way to the end of like all of the stuff that they did so no no like no said, that's no, fine there's it, no trailer but it's just like the Secret Wars like because at this point we have a framework like we had Endgame and Endgame yeah. blew everybody's head off oh, just yeah. completely they're like oh my gosh expectations this is the most. were exceeded all yeah. around. And I know, because we've talked about it a little bit here, and I know just, you know, across the internet and talking to other people anecdotally, it feels like the, you know, this, this next 
uh, you know, we, we're in phase four of Marvel's MCU right now. It feels like it's a little disjointed. People are a little, uh, you know, it's getting off to, I think, a slower start than maybe the initial first phase of Marvel did. But they, the Secret Wars, they've, I mean, they've really set the goalpost pretty high on this. And especially because they've already done Endgame and they already gave us what was in that. Mm-hmm. Secret Wars is, I mean, is Endgame on steroids. I mean, it's it's everybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's surprising, I mean, and it's it's the thing only Disney could pull off. <laughs> yeah, like literally, they're the only company that could do this. A lot of, I don't know. By the way, Secret Wars is also one of my top five. Very excited about that. I yes. I don't know a lot about. I, I in fact I know so next to nothing about Secret Wars, but I know that it was hugely popular. It was one of the hugely popular storylines in the eighties. And I know that it basically had everybody. And when I saw secret wars, a little thing ticked in my head going X-Men, you know? (laughs) And and even though they keep tiptoeing around mutants in their shows and movies, there's been yeah. no real except for Z- Dr. Xavier. They did that. But that that was yes. this whole multiverse thing. Who knows? Whatever. That's that's not our official timeline. So we may not get X-Men. It was just a fun little thing they did, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I haven't – I've been just waiting. It's like are they going to – what are they going to do with the X-Men? Are they going to Are they going to parse them out at first, you know, and then – at the end of four movies, they they officially become the X Men. You know, like I just I'm curious in my head. Well, they do a solo Wolverine movie and then do a solo Storm movie, and then, you know, kind of like how they did with the Avengers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or would they just go right into it, do an origin of you know press you know Xavier starting the school and recruiting the first people who would become the like I, they could go about it in many different ways. What's exciting to me is I wish they would do it the first way I said, because we'll get yeah. so much more texture in each and every character. Oh, yeah. Not have to waste an hour retelling the stories that we know to get to the cool part of the movie, which by the time they get there, there's like 30 minutes. They have they have their in-game thread of the movie they have to dispatch, but they can't dispatch it until just before then when they become the thing you've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie. So I, but, but by seeing, cause that timeline you mentioned, the phase six, was that 2024 or 2025? Uh, I think it's 25. I think you're right. So that's a long ass time away. They they really haven't expanded this far out. Like they've they've done a lot of these sort of, you know, here's our game plan thing that's coming up for us. Like these are the things you can expect. That but it was always like a year. Maybe 14 months, whatever. This is going 3 years. <laughs> it almost oh, yeah. seems crazy. And they, they, so are they just not going to give us X-Men until then? Or are they like, I hope put devoted, you know, a Disney plus series to a character that would actually be the best, smartest way to do it. Just have a whole bunch of Disney plus series introducing all the characters, then do your first X-Men film with all those characters meeting for the first time. And then you can keep making film after film if you want. I, I don't, I'm not sure what's the best way to go about it. But if you're saying between 
now where we have no X-Men in 2025, we should see many X-Men. <laughs> when, when are we going to have to wait to actually see them? So that, that's, that was a oh, frustrating yeah. thing for me. As exciting as it was to see just the Secret Wars in print, um, I... I was instantly also, it's like I was elated and then instantly disappointed because that thought reached my brain. It's like, how am I going to have to wait that long for any X-Men or are they just going to, where, where are the announcements, man? I'm getting worried. Well, and cause that's, that's a th- um, like, cause I was I, like when I saw, cause I watched the whole, I watched the, the clip of the, you know, announcing things and people in the audience lose their mind. They're like, all right. Oh, what about phase six? They're like, why you're gonna do phase six? You're gonna talk about phase six? How are you gonna talk about phase six? Right. I mean, because when you I mean when you think about like, you know, starting with Iron Man back in two thousand eight, and then you fast forward to when we're doing Infinity Wars and Endgame. Yeah. I mean, you're talking uh, over a decade's worth of films that were put out. I know. Out. Exactly. That's and true. you're like, okay, so you know, we everybody's I mean, like, you know, the the movies that have come out and the shows that have come out in phase four are doing okay i mean the movies i think have performed well i think they're you know kind of it feels like there's just kind of a general like eh, i mean they're good they're still good but mm-hmm. like nobody's like oh my gosh did you see black widow it blew my mind oh shang chi oh yeah we we've like, had conversations offline about this very thing none of yeah. phase four went but i i it, there needed to be with 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 a peaks and valleys of the you know like i understand you can't have Event, you can't have in-game movies coming out every other year. That's you just yeah. can't. You you have to move it far enough in advance so you can get all your other stuff that you want to do. But it just felt like they were going nowhere with this multiverse stuff. Like they didn't really know what they wanted to say. And yeah, right. Black Widow came out uh, again during pandemic, so it was hurt. But I. I just thought the movie was okay. I feel most people just sort of responded the same way to it. It was like, it was just okay. It was, it was fine. You would hope, you, you know, with, with, with Spider-Man far from home, it sort of acted as that buffer between Endgame, Yeah. And coming back down. And it did a good job of that, but then it never really, it never gained momentum back up again. Like it just stayed there. <laughs> And and it yeah, maybe the, even went down again some more. <laughs> and I think I think with this, because um, I mean, like, okay, if I say you know in twenty twenty, you know, and granted, I don't nobody in uh, you know in Disney Marvel you know MCU world could have foreseen you know that the whole world was going to go you know apeshit for two years and just no come to a pause movies. more or less. But it's like okay, even even within that, you say okay, because I mean clearly they've had this plan for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not like they just decided right. It was like when should we put these movies out? They're like no, they, I mean they're very methodical and, and and very precise in how they do this. They're a money making uh, machine I, now. That's clear yeah. and simple. But it's like okay, so we say all right, twenty twenty is when we're moving into phase four. Um, you're talking. I mean, you're like that's a five to six year span. So you're and. I think it really does stress how much emphasis they are putting on the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Because even though they're shows, 
I think they have just as much importance, you know, because I think for, I mean, really, when you look at the schedule, it's like they, they've been on a let's release three movies a year. Um, yeah. Every, that's that's kind of been there. It was like, all right, we'll do three movies. We'll do three movies. That's how, you know, that's how they, they've done things in the past I, I, without looking at it, uh, you know, on a calendar and seeing it in front of me right right now. Maybe they've done a fourth movie or something here or there. But it's like that's usually their, their schedule. So it's like to go from where we're at to a Secret Wars in just a few years, like, okay, I mean, you're not going to have anywhere near the same number of movies under your belt as you had leading up to Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um, and even even those, those were a year apart. You have Kang, and I, I know, I, hopefully I'm not stepping on your toes, but Avengers Kang, the Kang Dynasty comes out in the first half of 2025. And they've round out that year with Secret Wars. They're coming out in the same year. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, it, so no, like no, it's I'm, not stepping on any matos. You're fine. They're they're really pushing those together. And I was like, okay, you know, I again, I think I think everybody's kind of in that like, okay, I'm gonna trust Marvel until they really screw something up, and I don't <laughs> see them doing that because yeah. I think they have way too much riding on it. Um, but it is. It, I'm I'm really interested to see, you know, because they have so many shows and so many movies and i mean they're they're uh, they really have a very full plate in what they're doing and what i'm hoping right now is we're seeing all of these things that feel a little bit disjointed but as we progress over the next couple of years towards the secret wars because i mean they know they know how huge that is and it's when i was like i think if they bombed secret wars i don't know that, that would be the end of the mcu but it's like if they did the secret wars and said okay we've done endgame and we've really given, I mean, we've given people a theatrical experience, a movie experience, unlike anything else that they've ever said. Because, I, I mean, like, being in the theater for Endgame, I don't know. I mean, even with Secret Wars, like, Secret Wars, I hope, will will be that same kind of feeling. It's like, I know I've never been in a movie theater and had that kind of experience ever in my life. And I don't know that I ever will again. Yeah. Um, even with Secret Wars. So, it's like, okay, you guys, you, you guys are trying to outdo yourselves. Right. And that's a pretty bold move that's uh, that was one of the biggest things like you gotta applaud them for that right not just yeah. stick to the it's like but there's some it, it there's is some true it feels there. like all of phase four is like the equivalent of ultron the avengers yeah. ultron when when that came out at the time there were a lot of really awesome set pieces and action yeah you know sets like it, it looked cool but the movie didn't feel it just didn't have the same feel for me. Like I, I Avengers, yeah. the original Avengers, is still on my like top ten favorite movies. Oh yeah, freaking love that man. I, I was tingling and just it. It's one of the you know, like I'm I'm a huge fat so like I when I take my snacks to the movies and start of the trailers, I open up my box of raisinets and usually most of the time by the end of the coming attractions, the raisinets are gone. Like I've just gone through them. Sometimes. It, they'll you know i'll make it into the movie a tiny little bit at the end of avengers endgame my uh box i i remember just looking down and i hadn't even opened the box <laughs> like I was, <laughs> I was so into what i was watching i just yeah. could not like nope nope every 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 ounce of my attention is going right into this thing because it's amazing exactly <laughs> no distractions and for me sir and but just that, knowing, hopefully that's what it does again. I and, and that's I, like knowing what they've plotted out between where we are and where we're going, 
and I mean, even some of the, I'm like, like I know that you know there there is kind of there's there's that herky jerky like you know I mean Spider Man No Way Home was I mean phenomenal, mm. and introducing the idea of the multiverse and and I, I I know one of the things I think I've kind of come to appreciate that is not Marvel's fault, but at the same time I feel like they've I feel like they've also kind of created a little bit of the monster in their fan base is like I know for myself, I mean I you know reading a lot of stuff um and trying to keep up with stuff, but like Multiverse of Madness was wasn't a letdown like it wasn't like oh it wasn't I I I think there were probably elements of it, but it, I think it was because there were so many things, so many expectations that were set outside of what Marvel told us was actually going to be in the movie. Dude, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this is really a really interesting point. Fans, these the fan like the mega fans, the ones who make all the videos and the influencers, yeah. they really are starting to get that sort of entitled fan feel. Yeah. And they love to go out on a limb and talk about the things that they think or would like really like they really think they put a decent amount of thought into it. And they're like, it's, this is perfect. If they just did it this way, all of the pieces are in play. They can totally do this. This is what they, this is what they should do. And when, when the film comes in just short of those expectations, um, even, if, even if it's just a little bit, you're going to nitpick it and you're going to start chinking away at that, that armor of Marvel. Like, oh. yeah. And then this sort of, melancholy starts to sink in. It's like, oh, this is the time when all the movies start getting crappier. Yeah. But you're right. In this age of, oh, it didn't happen the way I thought it would. <laughs> Multiverse of Madness had a lot of crazy rumors. What were some of the craziest ones you heard? Oh, I mean, I, there were there were a number of... I mean, I remember even when you would... Uh, one of the things that I think they had to, that Google took down... I was like, when you Googled the cast of Multiverse of Madness, at one point it was featuring uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Ryan Reynolds. Like people mm. legitimately thought, like, oh, we're, the Spider, more Spider Man, the Spider Man's going to come back in this, and this is going to be where Deadpool shows up. Yeah, I mean, there were even people saying, like, looking, oh, like here, look, you can kind of see this. I mean, they're going like, oh, on this poster, if you look here, like we think well, this right, could be right. where. De I was like, people are, I mean, and I, I mean, I love getting into that. It, I do it, it doesn't, it it's doesn't, because for, for me, I don't feel like it really adjusts my expectations. No, um, me neither. At least, me neither. At, at but least we're not well, in a way that's, we're normal, stable people. Yeah. There's, <laughs> those are not the people that get <laughs> online petitions started. Well, one of the things, because I know in our last episode, I talked a little bit about getting into movie talk. One of the things that I've come to find, you know, just in, in some of the people, as I, I don't know who has any level of notoriety in the world of, of spoilers and stuff. I know I follow the new rock stars on YouTube and on Twitter. Um, and I, I, you know, I'll, I'll plug them because I, I um, Eric Voss, who does a lot of their Marvel content, I mean, he really, 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 I mean, he'll speculate on some stuff, but like he, I mean, the, the amount of energy and uh, attention that goes into the details that he picks apart in trailers isn't necessarily motivation just to, you know, oh, we think this might happen. He'll mm -hmm. come up with his theories. Um, I know one of the ones that he gets a lot of flack for is a lot of the stuff when WandaVision was out, 
he kept predicting that we would see Mephisto, the character Mephisto at some place. And oh, it never, yeah. It never I saw came a lot pass. of that. Right, right. I yeah. remember seeing a lot of and, that. Kevin Smith it, was I mean, like, basically re, re, like repeating that information. Yeah. And he's a guy that I trust. He's got a lot of, obviously, he has a lot of friends who are in the industry. So if, yeah. he may, if he makes like an educated guess on something and really seems to like that guess, it's probably a thing that's happening. <laughs> And was, I think was I think wrong to, too. Yeah. To to their credit, I think in the comics, everything that they were following along, or a lot of the things that they were following along in WandaVision, really did set up that character being in there. And I think it was just a, a Marvel decision, like we don't, you know, we're going to pick and choose elements of this storyline that we want to include, but we're gonna you know, we might take it in our own direction. We might, yeah. you know, here's how we want to tell the story. And so they'll just omit a part of it or they'll change a part of it. And I like that we're at a place where it feels, it feels like we, the, you know, the fan base has grown beyond just the fanboys that will complain about that stuff. Mm-hmm. To where it's That's like, this true. isn't just like the comics. I was That's like, true. okay, and you don't have to hear that this, repeated. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's like the the narrative is like this shit's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just because because I mean that's we've talked about it extensively too with the Star Wars fan base. They are far more rigid. Like when you talk to Star Wars fans, like you do something outside of what was written down somewhere, and people start losing their fucking minds. Yeah, they really do. And I'm so happy that that Marvel's not that way because there are some people the purists like oh you know this should have been uh, but it's like I think so people are just so happy with the content that we're getting between the shows and the movies and all of this stuff. It's like. <clears throat> well, they, building this they, earned, they earned a whole lot of trust. Yeah. And they never really gave us any reason yeah. to stop trusting them. So when you just continuously do that, you really just sort of go, you know what? I'm putting in your hands. Entertain me. Yeah. Just because, because there's, I mean, it's, I think, I think especially because Marvel movies, in my opinion, do have the capacity to be really great movies, great films, you know, storytelling dialogue. I mean, th- the elements of movies as even the, the harshest critics want to give Marvel and superhero movies all this crap. There are Marvel movies. There are elements in these movies that I think, even though they, the people want to shit on them, I yeah. think they stand up well. I know I'm a fan, so I'm always going to defend it, even when the movies themselves. I'm like, eh, this was okay. I mean, it was it, it was still good, but but I mean, there's it really is like it if you can if you go like the people that come out of a Marvel movie is like, oh, this movie was garbage. I'm like, you sat there for two hours and you were not just wildly entertained, right? <laughs> How? I How, don't what know. movie did you watch? Because I'm like, this movie, and like, the action. Some people the, just you know, want to be mad at something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They say that so, the, the hateful stuff, the negative takes are what attracts most uh, viewers. Yeah. These negative takes, because if you see, like, video after video after video of best thing ever and blah, 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 like, you're probably just going to go, yeah, I agree. And I don't really give a shit what you have to say about it. But if you see yeah. some, if you come along something where they're like, this thing fucking sucked. What the hell? This, I mean, no, this is people who like this don't know damn thing about anything. Suddenly you become very invested in their point of view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's well, and- not the way I operate. I can't just turn that on uh, artificially. Yeah. 
Sometimes, and, like the hate, when I hate something truly, I you know it because <laughs> I don't oh, shut yeah. up about it. <laughs> I think people are well aware of uh, my feelings towards Henry Thomas. Exactly. I think I've been pretty vocal about that. They have, and, and you know, if I met Henry Thomas, I wouldn't punch him in the face. But if somebody's like, "Hey, Henry he Thomas," might punch is right you there, in the face get... someday. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, he's like, "Hey, are you the guy from the podcast that keeps talking shit about me?" He's like, you "Yeah, fucking Adam Peterson talks all that shit about me every day." And then he would try and hit me in the face, and it would feel like a leaf hit me because he's a weak piece of shit. <laughs> so Soft, I'm not afraid. Softer than baby food, Henry Thomas. <laughs> yeah, he'll be too busy playing a pedophile in something that Netflix is doing. So yeah, Secret That's Wars, dude. That yes, it, that that you went right for the dessert. That you went right to the <laughs> right like, to the frosting. I was like, yep, Secret Wars. <laughs> if there was anything out of the entire like, Comic Con, I was like, Secret yeah. Wars. I mean, there's so many good things. It was like, oh, Secret Wars, Secret, Secret Wars. They're going so Secret big. Wars. Well, I'm gonna take this. Uh, this this is not one that I even wrote down, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and pick it. Right along that same image that they showed that you didn't end up mentioning was the first time you see anything of Fantastic Four officially. Yes. And that really intrigues me for a lot of reasons. A, the Fantastic Four is like Marvel's original big superstar group. You know? Oh, yeah. Like that, that was Marvel Comics just as much as DC was Superman. You know, like that was their thing. I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn, but... My, at least the way I'm, the way I've seen it, the way I am perceiving it, it was their first big rock, like gigantic success. And they, there's there, there has not been a lot of re, uh, respect paid towards that franchise in cinema. You know, the first, the first movie with that with that had Chris Evans, I liked, I, I enjoyed it. But that's just that was just the level of comic book movies. It was higher than the most other comic book movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. The reason I root so hard for these movies that are based off of toys or based off of, uh, you know, a video game, whatever, I always pull for them because I pray one day somebody will come along to take the the property with as much love and seriousness as I do. Yeah, and that's oh, what yeah. that's what comic book movies have now. Finally, you know, it used to be we would just go, "Holy shit, the X Men was the greatest thing ever." The two thousand X Men, <laughs> and then you know we got Spider Man, and that felt like such a huge thing. It's like, "Holy shit, they're finally doing this stuff." And then you get then you get Christopher Nolan's Batman, and then you're like, "Fucking a, holy shit, they yeah. are really taking this stuff seriously." And then now we have what we have, so I. I really, you know, like, hey, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, be awesome, please, be a be be a hit, be a success. Yes. Um, whatever new video game adaptation that's coming out, whatever that 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 is, those have kind of settled on to the streaming platforms nicely. I think you have some pretty decent content for video game related stuff, but the Sonic movie was the first time in a, that I can ever remember where one of these movies was a big smash hit. And oh, then the yeah. sequel came out, and it was a big, huge smash hit. And now the Super Mario movie's coming out soon, and that'll probably be a big, huge smash hit. So they're starting to get there a little bit. 
but anyways, uh, but Fantastic Four, that, that's going to be one of the ones. I don't have a ton of things to say. We, we did get teased with um, uh, John Mr. Krasinski. Fantastic. Yeah, we, we, yes. we, got, we got a little bit. But what I don't like, so he is one of those instances that you were talking about where the, the prevailing fan theory wins for a long time. It was rumored that he was going to be him in the Marvel Universe. And to see it happen in the dramatic fashion that they attempted to unveil him. Yeah. I feel like it just didn't have the pop. And I, I'm sure that the people at Marvel, there was probably a group of people who were like strongly on his side, but there were also an equally and loud opposite, like opposing, like we, we yeah. don't think this would work. And I bet you they said, well, I'll tell you what, when we're doing this multiverse stuff, we'll just throw him in there and see how the public responds to him. And I think personally, it's been more negative than positive. And then I started hearing the spin in the articles where, well, this is, don't get excited folks. This is, this was just for you people. This, this, that was just a nod to all you super fans out there. You know what I mean? Like this is your reward yeah. for being right. And that's what they're going to say now. Like if I'm hearing that, that tells me they didn't get the response they were hoping for. And now they can go back to the drawing board and go like, look what fans, we, we placated you. And you know, like we, we tried, we went to bat for him. And then the other fan, the, the other side, it was just like, see, I told you that wasn't going to work. People didn't really even care when they saw him. That Which was, un- that, cause that was my big, big concern. Cause uh, that is, I think that's the first time with some of the the late um, down to the wire Doctor Strange advertising. I will put some of the blame on Marvel for that because they have they have really done a good job in the past of uh, keeping their. I mean, they keep their trailers interesting, and mm-hmm. I know even I mean because they're they're probably one of the bigger culprits. I know. Um, in the uh was it in i think it was infinity war i think it was in the infinity war trailer where they had that final scene in like the big trailer where they had hulk and everybody they're running you know all running together in the wakanda scene Mm -hmm. and then you you don't get the hulk you know they were they were clearly misleading in some of their advertising yeah on purpose they have a reputation for doing that which is insane because you're essentially spending a bunch of money on a diversion <laughs> yeah and uh, one one of the things uh one of the things that, uh, that i do hope that they start to pay more attention to because I, I don't know i don't know what kind of mileage if it if it works in their benefit or not but i know one of the big things in the spider-man no way home trailer is they they have the big scene in the no way home trailer where you have the spider-man jumping towards you know the villains at the uh um, the Statue of Liberty fight at the, the, the very end. Mm-hmm. And it was it was clear that there was, you know, something things had been taken out. Just the way the, the look of it was like, okay, they've removed things from this trailer. Yeah. Like they removed the other Spider-Mans. And I think even, I think it was the Brazilian trailer um, actually cut that like one or two seconds too short to where you see the lizard jumping towards Spider-Man. 
mm-hmm. and you actually see his head recoil with no because he's being punched by one of the other Spider-Mans. Yeah. But there's nothing there. So it's like there there was clearly a a a, a mistake there in that trailer because they let it go a, a couple seconds too long. Right. And I know that you can't necessarily cover all those bases if you're Marvel, but it's when I was like, okay, I, I hope that they maybe make some adjustments in how they present stuff because they really did give away a lot in the multiverse of madness. I mean, they had the whole, the professor X reveal. Yeah, They, they gave away they, him in the, yeah, they, that's not yeah. like Marvel to give that stuff away. So it, soon. it really, because it was like that whole scene felt like it was kind a little bit lackluster because I know, I mean, I know for casual observers, they, I mean, they had no perspective on what the Illuminati was. And he, I mean, even myself, I didn't know who the members of it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the if if you go and you look any of that up, you're like, okay, just about everybody that they referenced were like, okay. And because and they, they gave away Peggy Carter, too, mm-hmm. in one of the trailers. So I was like, okay, the, the big, that moment in that movie could have been a lot bigger yeah. had you just kept your mouth shut. Had there been, I mean, like everybody's excited about it. We don't I think need it's to because they. X. I think they were worried about the movie. Uh, I, I think you're I've, right. I've heard. I've heard that there was a lot of fighting with, with some of the some of the with Raimi. I think there were. I don't know if it was just purely actors, but there were people that were not happy with where where it was going while they were filming it. Like, it was like, why are we doing it like this? This is weird. Yeah. And it comes together in a neat little package if you're like a Sam Raimi fan. And it, I I do like some Sam Raimi, but I don't think I like my Sam Raimi in my Marvel chocolate. You know? Yeah. It, it was kind of yeah. nifty and a bit of a novelty to see kind of this pseudo-horror film and sitting right in the middle of the MCU. Um, But... If he's like a major part of this multiverse thing, it kind of didn't land. <laughs> and if that was your yeah. attempt to first, if that was if that was your shit, like pardon me, if that was your shot to get the Fantastic Four into your universe for the first time, whoa, that's clunky. Because you kill him right away, which is really weird. <laughs> yeah, because well, because. You know, and I think we, I, I can't remember if we talked about this offline or if we talked about it in, in, because uh, I think we did one for the Multiverse of Madness when we were talking about that. We did. Um, we we kind of, yeah, we went over it. We touched the But it, like, when, when they did it in Deadpool 2 and when they did it the Suicide Squad, where they had like, oh my goodness, we've got all of these, you know, relatively, you know, well-known actors in roles and then you just kill them all off. You're like, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't expecting that. As like it didn't feel like a loss because the characters weren't major characters. It was exactly. just, exactly. you, you didn't hire nobodies. You hired people. We knew most of the like, time. Okay, you're like, that's actually a superhero. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, here's a handful of cameos, you know, in Deadpool two, they had Terry Cruz. They had, uh, Brad um, Pitt. Who's the, they had Brad Pitt. They had, yeah. uh, the guy that played Pennywise. I'm, I lost his name. I just had it. Oh, Skarsgård. Yeah, Skarsgård, he was in there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Peter, you had a handful of... I don't know. He was Zeitgeist. He, he was the guy that spewed acid vomit. He was... <laughs> yeah. And then you had you had Sugar Bear. Don't forget you know, Sugar you had, Bear. Uh, don't you dare forget um, Sugar so, Bear. <laughs> I mean, you had a handful of faces that people recognize. Same thing with Suicide Squad. You're like, okay, in that opening scene, you had Nathan Fillion. You had Michael Rooker. You Pete had, I mean, Davidson, you had a handful who was, had some Pete heat. Pete Davidson, yeah. 
handful of faces that people recognize and you're not expecting for them to just get killed off but when they do the way pete davidson's face gets blown off oh it was masterful <laughs> it was the whole and was nathan the best Fillion, acting of the movie <laughs> the arms just float i was like that was that that whole scene was so perfect and i don't want to i don't want to start it, talking about that movie because you will love that movie <laughs> yes but it but it but it worked because you're like okay the juxtaposition of these i mean they're not nobodies it was like you right. you got actual actors that we recognize to play these roles and you just killed them off in the first i mean in this one scene boom they're gone oh my gosh i didn't see that coming at all well when yeah. you do that in an mcu movie and you're you're talking about mr fantastic well the stakes are a little bit higher there right and i get that they have a little bit of a safety net with the fact they're like well this is universe 838 we're yeah. talking about you know this isn't universe 616 if if it works and people like him then oh yeah he's in i don't like too. the multiverse to be your deus ex machina that's not cool <laughs> yeah like that's, oh you guys didn't like that well that's cool that was this multiverse shit yeah it was just that was just a universe i mean that's like you can't big play, fat eraser <laughs> you can't play the rick sanchez cards where it's just like there's an infinite number of universes where infinite things are happening and none of it right. matters and it's like you can't play that card in the mcu no. it doesn't work it's cheating so so yeah we know, so it, we it, know we're on to you it's cheating yeah so I we have to get I mean, over like, this multiverse i like a multiverse when you use it in a really interesting way like into the spider-verse you know very interesting yes. way of, of using it uh where everything everywhere in all a at character once. and they help you know, same thing with with Deadpool too. You know, like they just people who are getting yes. pulled into a universe. They're a fish out of water, and then they do their mission or whatever, and then they go back to their universe. You know, that's not like, oh, we're gonna have this actor show up in all of our movies now, but it's gonna be a different version. Like this time, yeah. he can be a zany, wacky guy, or oh, in this one, he's no take no shits kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like it's exactly. Eh. So that it's for this to be the multiverse phase and everything kind of hinged on that it is i mean like it, it's it, we're kind of 50 50 right now like the spider-man multiverse like i know there were some questions about it. I was like well this is why, why is jamie fox this uh, but this guy didn't know spider-man so there was there were some questions it was a little, little well some, it, it's, i mean it kind of it's like it's like their comic book source material they just kind of take what they like and they edit yes. the parts they don't really want <laughs> and the finished product is so good you're like i don't need to poke at this it's just too good yeah but because, so because you, why you am to, i why am i pretending to be mad by this because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you get you get one outing in spider-man where the multiverse works pretty well within the framework and it's like okay this this is cool. This and, and and even at the end, they tease you with like all of these purple shapes of oh, here's the rhino, here's the scorpion. Like they 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 give you those Marvel little Easter eggs. You're like, oh, are these? Oh, yeah. are, are, is this what they're gonna give me in the next one? Oh, I'm already excited for it. And then you've got the you know you've got multiverse of madness where it's you know it is. I mean, it's a little bit outside the norm because you're doing sort of a horrorish kind of movie with Sam Raimi, and you're giving him some leeway there. And I mean, there were definitely some creepy moments in it, which I, I will give them credit. That's you know going outside the norm, and and that was kind of cool. But it was like okay, you know, getting back to your original point of you know being excited about the Fantastic Four. It's like if this is our first you know initial 
introduction to anything Fantastic Four in the MCU, the fact that you dispatched Mr. Fantastic in a matter of moments yeah, with relative ease, you're like, you've stolen a lot of his thunder. Like, I know that Wanda is a pretty substantial, you know, force to be reckoned here. It's not that, you know, a carjacker took him out with a, you know, a right. uh, some pistol, but it's yeah. like, okay, I mean, this, you didn't really... For this to be the Illuminati, for these to be some of the most powerful beings in this universe, and for, you know, I, I know what you're hoping for is that it gives the impression of how incredibly powerful Wanda is, but it also kind of made all I those do guys buy seem... the fact that she could out Xavier Professor X. Yeah. Like, she's she has that strong of a hold, like, where she can take a whole town by hostage. And, yeah. And then independently operate them just very specifically. Yes. Shows how powerful she is. Like she really could just so like it, be the the god of the world. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, it it definitely elevated her in in a lot of good ways. I just I hope because uh, it, it was it was like I know John Krasinski. He uh, he uh, was going. I don't even know if he actually auditioned for it. I know the the story goes that he auditioned to be in Captain America, but then he mm-hmm. saw Chris Evans. Like he would. I, I think it was a. I had heard the story, and then I think I saw him tell it on Conan at one point. He's like, he saw Chris Evans, like, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna just leave now because I can't, I can't do that. Right. But he's he's made a name for himself as uh, I know. I mean, I loved him in Thirteen Hours. It's I mean, probably oh, my favorite Michael yeah. Bay movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's and he was a, a. I mean, that movie really, in my opinion, solidified John Krasinski as a uh, badass, a quiet so. place is a really good action yeah. flick. And so he, I mean, like. For him to come in the MCU, and I mean, he really did. He he did nail the Mister Fantastic. I mean, the, that fan casting is not wrong. I mean, like yeah. seeing him in in the the blue uh, outfit, you know, like okay, if you made him Mister Fantastic, people would come see that movie and they would be excited about it. It buys so, them a lot of time to to get people to get the memory of him out of the taste of that out yeah. of your mouth. It just really feels now like he's not going to be Mister Fantastic. Which I, I I hope if they go a different direction, they really do cast it well. Because if they did just waste that, or like, oh, it was a fan casting for the multiverse, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, I can. As much as I love John Krasinski, I'll be able to swallow that if you give me something better. Yeah, I was like, you're like, oh, that just didn't work out well, and I'm gonna be a little bit ticked because, I mean, they I'm, had uh, it, they had it there that they yeah, could have. You it's, you have it's that, as and it was. It, it's very much like Ryan Reynolds when he got the Deadpool role and then they gave you a shit Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the match was so perfect. They they literally gave it a reboot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, okay. We really wasted Ryan Reynolds. What? And so No no fan of a Deadpool ever saw that and gave that an okay. Like they're they're just it no, just goes to show no. you how much respect they had for any of it. Yeah. And the the one thing because I I did have I had Fantastic Four as one of my uh, backups. Just the mm-hmm. the one other thing that I liked that I think I don't know if it came out uh, after because I know they announced it. But one of the things I think I, I don't remember if I was reading it yesterday or if it was today. But it's not going to be an origin story. They're okay. They're not doing the fan the first Fantastic. I, I like Four that. Movie I like that they didn't bother to they're do just, that with uh, with yeah the, you know with the Spider-Man. latest Spider Man right that that was yeah they're very. Just, Welcome. 
There, there's there's really no point, especially like now. It's like okay. Although the they got idea, their Uncle like, Ben moment after all, those son of a bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they just did it backwards. They're like they did. They they really so, stuck the knife in and twisted it hard. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, like no, I, no, no. I, we're gonna have you're gonna love Aunt May for three whole movies, and then we're gonna kill yeah. her in front of you. <laughs> oh, Aunt May, she's great. Don't you just love her? Yeah, it's, yeah she's it's, the she's the best. Now she's oh, we took her away from you. At least you barely get to know Uncle Ben. You know, <laughs> you get a yeah, general like overall ben. sense. Like he must be a good guy. Peter seems to like him, and he's always seems pretty likable when you see him. Like. You know, well, and and even even in the I mean, in the Tobey Maguire ones are like, I don't I mean, I had, uh, you know, I was a movie fan, but maybe not as in tune with a lot of the details as I am now. But even still now, it's like, I don't even know the actor that played Uncle Ben in the Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah, I mean, either. I mean, he could be an actor who's in all kinds of things. And I just have no frame of reference. Or I was like, they at least got Martin Sheen to play Andrew Garfield's Uncle Ben. So I was like, the first Uncle Ben, like, yeah, this guy's just going to be dead in, like, the first 10 minutes. Like, we don't even need a, like, can we just, how can we get a volleyball on a mop? You know, like, <laughs> pop that up and shoot it. Oh, Uncle Ben, no. Oh. <laughs> yep, that was our Uncle Ben, because no one even cares. He's it's just dead. marionettes, puppets. Yeah, it was just, oh, it's a cardboard yeah. cutout. When the credits roll, it goes Uncle Ben, then colon literally doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, no one even cares. Even the guy that played him was like, nah, don't use my name. That's yeah, fine. Just whatever. No one even cares about it. Just so say like, as okay. himself. People will like that. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm glad they'll just kind of shoot right out of the gates. Because, I mean, because with that, too, like, you have, uh, you you have, I mean, because they're, I mean, Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom is, I mean, he's got to be coming with Fantastic Four. And you're like, Dr. Doom is a pretty big level villain. Like, you can't. That's one of the same kind of thing. Like the point you were making with Fantastic Four is like these guys are a big deal in the Marvel world. Yeah, and you know, way back when we had the, the you know the Chris Evans and Jessica Alba, Michael Chiklis, Ion Grafud, you know those. It was and it was a decent cast. I mean, they were, weren't. I wouldn't say they were bad. No. Um. I even I even really appreciate that they went with practical effects with Michael Chiklis and had a suit did, for him instead of CGI. I did too. I thought it looked cool. I you know and, and they they worked well together, you know, and for the time and what was what they were doing with comic book movies, I I, I hesitate. The second one I think you can shit on because I don't think it you know. Well, the Galactus, well, even I knew they should have given Silver Surfer more of a like. Yes, I mean meaning. Silver Surfer. <laughs> to I mean to. Uh, to to really, I mean, crap on Silver Surfer the way that it was like, this is not the way you bring Silver Surfer into, you know. Oh, I my brother was so psyched to finally get a Silver Surfer movie, and he was just like, he didn't even want to talk well, about it. Because <laughs> for, I mean, like, Silver Surfer is not like, he's not a Spider-Man or a Wolverine or, you know, Captain America. He's not, you know, somebody you're going to put on a bunch of lunchboxes. But for some people, Silver Surfer is their favorite character. Yeah, and it's not a small mar. It's not like oh hey, it's some guy you've never heard of. It's like oh hey, it's he's, you know Marvel he's, man. It's like he's no. like fringe crossover appeal. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he he's a big enough deal that you really should do Silver Surfer right. And the same thing with Galactus. It's like Galactus is not a big amorphous cloud that just de- you know devours <laughs> planets. Like, he's a dude in purple and navy right. with a giant helmet. Yes. And he's bigger than a planet. It's like that's Galactus. Don't right. mess with that. 
Right. That's what he should look like. So it's like, if you can't do that, then don't bring him into this. Don't make him space junk. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, don't. And then when they did the whole, the, oh, we're going to reboot it and they're going to be younger and we're going to, you know, mess around. With Josh, was, like, no, was that don't. Josh Trank? That was really disappointing. I had high hopes uh, for that one. The, and, and they, I mean, they had capable people in that. I mean, they had, they had Miles Teller, they had Michael B. Jordan, they had, uh, um, what's the, I mean, they had capable actors in that movie to play those roles. And yeah, so like the, the girl who played storm, she had, she had a lot of heat at that time, but I cannot remember yeah. my, her name for the life of me. I can picture her face. If I thought about it for a second, I know I could pull it out. Cause I, I know I have a follow-away somewhere, but, and even, even the, the other guy, he, uh, the guy that they end up getting to play the thing. I mean, he's, he's Jamie something or other. I can't remember his last name, but he's been in, right a number of things you just i mean yeah. he's not a mainstream actor um right but they're they're capable people they just made a shitty movie they just made a really shitty movie right and so i mean like that's that's one of the things with fantastic four that a lot of these other properties haven't had working against them is you know they've and, and kind of the same thing with the x-men it's like we've already really had like you know two i mean like you had the x-men trilogy and then you've had you know with you had the new class, then uh, what was it? Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Then uh, uh, after that was Apocalypse, and then the Dark Phoenix. I mean, you've had seven just X Men. I mean, not including yeah. you know. Oh, Wolverine there's tons. Movies. There's tons of X Men movies now. So the X Men have had. I mean, they've already had a pretty solid run. Where it's like we made a movie, it was good ish. Then we made a sequel. It was, okay. We, we, made we tried, sequel. but we listen. Yeah. We had to listen to some of these people because we needed their money. Okay, so if you don't yeah. like, if it didn't get all the way there, we tr- we we got it to this level of goodness. Yeah, you can so, thank us because they wanted something the, completely different. Those those are a couple properties where it's like they got a little bit of you know the people and by this point like people have expectations and they've already had these these properties have already had you know. Like Captain America, you had like the nineteen eighties Captain America that was just cheesy as all get out. That was like the bar set. Yeah, really that low was there. another one that had a bad image to shake. Like, eh, yeah, so really like, I mean, you, you, you know, the these properties have. I mean, like some of them, like they're pretty easy. You're coming out of the box, you brand new. You do whatever you want. Some of these, like Fantastic Four and the X Men, some of the other. I mean, other Marvel movies. Um, that they've made it was like you have a history that's not great so you are fighting i mean everybody trusts you with them i mean kevin feige was like until you just screw us over yeah everybody's gonna be cool with you um, and they're staying the path to putting fan putting fantastic four like all the way to like 2025 indicates that they're sticking with they're sticking with the plan they're not yeah. gonna deviate i, I was yeah. of the opinion they really to get instant juice back into their brand they really needed the x-men but they they disagree and they're they're probably right <laughs> i'll just say yeah. they are probably yep. right because you know even we, we can move on to your next if you like to uh, so let's see we, we've had dungeons and dragon uh honor among thieves secret wars and fantastic four that's what we've had so far and I, i'll be this uh uh, I'm my next two after this one are non-Marvel. 
but this okay. this is my other one. At the end of phase five, uh, you've got Thunderbolts, and I've oh. been excited for that. Oh, I, I know. I took a screenshot of that Thunderbolts and like sent it to you as soon as I saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, because one of, one of my big things is, I mean, the Thunderbolts is another one of those teams where it's like they've seen, uh, and I, I don't, I, I'm by no means an aficionado on the comics. Um, but like w- one of the iterations of that team uh, included uh, Punisher, uh, Ghost Rider, Elektra. Uh, Agent Venom, Deadpool, and Red Hulk. And I think that's probably my favorite iteration because that's just a badass team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's I don't think that's who we'll see. I think we'll see uh US Agent from the Captain America and the uh, Winter Soldier or Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. I guarantee um, yeah, that right, right. The Kurt Kurt Russell's kid is for sure gonna be Yeah. There. We'll see yeah, him. Well, we'll it's, see it's Julia Louis Dreyfus's little like anytime you see her sh- yeah. pop in with uh, after the trailer credit scene, I think people associated with her are going to end up in this thing. I agree with you. So yeah, because I've seen I've seen a couple like fan made posters of characters where I was like, and and I, like one of the things I will say, um, I think one of the best villains, um, I would definitely say it's Marvel's most underrated villain, um, which is almost actually a little bit cliche at this point because I think a lot of people kind of had that consensus was Baron Zemo. Um, and because uh, he was such such a great force in Civil War, and I just rewatched that the other day, and he was—I mean, he still, was really good. He was I mean, a fun was character. Such a great, uh, such a great mechanism. And uh, the guy—I can't remember his name off the top of my head—that they got to play him, uh, so good. It just really nailed that character. And then when he reprised the role in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, um, really—I mean—just endeared himself even more. Like he was still a villain. But working in tandem with the two of them, you know, in a, in a larger plot, and then the fact that he just he escapes, and even he he ends up with the the purple mask, which is iconic in the comics. Yeah, uh, I'm excited because I feel like he'll be he'll be a big part of the Thunderbolts. I am curious because William Hurt has passed away. He passed away last year. Yeah. I um, if they'll do something CGI. Oh, to... really good point, dude. Why didn't I think of that? Because yeah. that was one of the first things that I went to as well. We're just sort of programmed to know when an actor dies, then, yeah. well, they're just out of the... Sadly, they're just not going to be able to be a part of this for obvious reasons. Now, you got enough footage you you can manipulate with, with CG and stuff. You can just have him in the damn thing. Yeah, so. and so... I mean, because I don't know how that, contracts work and like post mortem work, but yeah, <laughs> families, like that's, families that's was, have been known to negotiate the rights to their yeah. past passed on loved ones to be in things. It, it happens because that I mean, and I think I'm sure I've mentioned it a it's number of times. It's kind of ghoulish if you think about it, but oh. in, in the end of the day, it, it it the end product is making people happy. I guess. Yeah. And you could, you could look at it like, that way. Pe- people are happy, and I got more money, so he would want that. And he like and that was my whole thing is like when they brought him, when they brought William Hurt back after the Incredible Hulk, because mm-hmm. he was, I mean, he was a decent Thunderbolt Ross in that movie. I mean, you had Sam Elliott, the 2003 Hulk movie, and he was pretty capable. I mean, Sam Elliott, he's he's going to do a good job with it. But William Hurt, I mean, it was like when they brought him back. As the secretary, uh, was he the secretary of defense or secretary of state, whatever he was, uh, and I was like, okay, the only reason, in my opinion, that you would bring back this character in this capacity 
would be if you wanted to introduce a Red Hulk at some point or the yeah. Thunderbolts just in general because, the, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, like, the continuity of that character was long expired. I mean, I think they brought him back in Civil War um, was the first time they, they had him because then he popped back up in uh Don't in forget, Infinity too, War. he was – he has – he's a notable guy. Wasn't he the person who popped up in the bar with Tony? Yeah. When they yep. when they first started teasing the Avengers, he was yep. a part of that. Yeah, because that was because they did at the end of Iron Man was when they introduced Nick Fury because that was the first post credit scene, and I think uh, uh, was Hulk the next movie. Yeah, Hulk was either the second or third because they did Iron Man and then they did Captain America the first Avenger and they did Incredible Hulk, and I don't remember what the order was. But yeah, because they had that post-credit scene. I feel where... like they did Iron Man. They then they released Hulk because it was probably just ready to go, and then yeah. that was kind of like meh. And then they quickly made an Iron Man two. It seems like. Yeah, because you had that post-credit scene in Incredible Hulk where mm. uh, Ross was sitting in the bar and Tony comes in, right? And we're putting a team together. It's like yep. okay, you get that first illusion after the Nick Fury that. Okay, they're serious about doing an Avengers movie, right? Like that is like you had that Nick Fury end credit scene, which was cool because that I mean before then it's like it's not like nobody had ever done a post credit scene before, but it no. wasn't the thing it is now. I mean, people wait no. to the end of movies because they're like it's a Marvel things movie. that don't, don't even have anything the, to do with the comic books. People will stick around, like, yeah, and so you know, fast. But and then the it was like like oh, there's gonna be something. They really doubled down. It's like, oh, you guys are gonna, you, we're building towards something. Like you're connecting these movies in a. I mean, it's it's that, and that was the beauty of it. It was like there's overlap in the movies. There's characters that show up in different movies that are like, okay, this connects to this, to this, to this. But it was those post credit scenes that really brought from one movie to the next. It was like, okay, the, well, they're really connecting. They're making a whole universe here. Can we kind of merge picks then here, and I'll go ahead and reveal mine next. Yeah. Which is She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I, I was yeah. already sold on this, the first like kind of little teaser I saw of it. But in the you got to see a whole lot more for the oh, yeah. Comic-Con. And you got to see Tim Roth was back. You know, you see him change yep. into Abomination. Abomination, it, yeah. It's like they're just bringing back that, you know, uh, Ed Norton, uh, Incredible Hulk universe. And yeah. Yeah. You got She-Hulk, you got Hulk. It's cool to see two Hulk characters together, you know, not just Ruffalo as 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 the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, they and could you very got, well got, introduce a Red Hulk at the by the end of of She-Hulk. I mean, when, you, when you think about it now, it's like okay, you've got you know Ruffalo Hulk, which was I mean you've you've got connective tissue just to the fact that he's the Hulk. Right. You got the Hulk and Abomination and Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. Like those are three strong. I mean, like. At some point, I mean, I don't know if Liv Tyler would reprise the role, but you know, bring uh, uh, Betsy or Betty Ross back into it, mm, yeah. you know, in some kind of way because they they've not really they've shot away from that. But I mean, I, I was I was apprehensive on the casting choice uh, for uh, She Hulk, but yeah, I am, I'm I definitely felt on board. that. I'm glad. I'm glad you're on board. I'm 100 percent on board now. I think, especially in the She Hulk form, like she really. Like it works. I, um, I respected. I, I respected. I always respected your stance, but I was disappointed because I was like, "Oh well, I'm really looking forward to this." I was, I, yeah. You know, it's always more fun when your friends are as enthusiastic about something as you are, because then you know you can and, be like, "Hey, did you see that episode?" And 
you know, like if you know you're not into it, you're just like, well, I guess, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. even gonna ask him if he saw it because he probably didn't. <laughs> well, and it's it's nice because, like, I mean, you're starting to, I mean, like, you know, even in introducing, you know, introducing uh, Jennifer, um, what's her face, as She Hulk, and you're like, oh, she's a lawyer. She's just like, okay, yeah. so, I mean, you you've you've got some overlap there with you know you've got matt murdoch as in you know froggy nelson the attorneys of law granted they're you know new york but it's like okay i mean you're start you're talking okay we're 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 getting into a world here where it's like there's the marvel you know you could have a marvel law and order you know it's like okay (laughs) i was actually really hoping for like a harvey birdman attorney at law vibe but I think it is going to be well, more law and order. <laughs> I, the the inter, uh, interesting thing, and I don't, I have, I have no frame of reference other than the fact that it was a few years ago. Because uh, I, I collect, uh, I still to this day, I mean, I've, I go on eBay. Um, I haven't in a while because I think I've rounded out a number of my collections. But when I was a kid, I collected Marvel comic cards, and I oh, remember yeah. it was from a yeah, yeah. just a random pack that I got. Uh, I don't remember where I picked it up, but there was a card. In, in this in this random pack and it wasn't from when i was a kid it was just from a few years ago mm. um but the artwork on the card was an elevator and on the elevator was daredevil and she hulk but it also had um howard the duck and i don't know mm. if in, in any capacity I, I have really outside of the movie howard the duck which is not mm-hmm. great right i don't know what kind of role he played in the comics i can't speak on that to any degree well, but he's supposed like, to okay. get a bigger role in Guardians Three, from what I'm reading. I'm like, if if Howard the Duck has any kind of legal prowess, if he if if there's any kind of like, oh yeah, because you're talking. I mean, I know in that trailer they're like, oh, you know, we're setting up the superhero lawyers, and this like, how great would it be if if they're like, okay, yeah, Howard the Duck, yeah, he's a. Because I think at one point they were teasing like they wanted to make another Howard the Duck full length because they've got Seth Green to do the voice. Dude, if in we got like an Ally McBeal style like courtroom comedy with Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and if he was I mean just like representing low level, you know, I mean kind of like what they did with the um the Agents of Shield show where it's like they weren't bringing out huge Marvel characters but they're like, "Okay, we'll we'll dance around some lesser known ones." Like if you made a Howard the Duck, you know, Boston legal show where it's like him and, you know, some other I mar- need a notable- I need a I need a John Mulaney voiced Howard the Duck. <laughs> that would be pretty fantastic. I would love that. I would be pretty okay with that. <laughs> I don't know anything about a comic that what his personality is going to be, but I can picture him voicing Howard the Duck very easily. But I, the the excitement the excitement level to to your credit for the She Hulk pick the excitement level I think for that is has really gone up. Yeah. It, it initially started at an eight, but now it's at a 10. Like, I really am looking forward to seeing that. I, I think, I mean, like, e- even, I like, I love the tone of the show. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, like, the, it feels the way very that that trailer. Playful. The, yeah, the way that that trailer opens up with that air horn just slowly sneaking in. Yeah. And just, it's like, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I go back and forth. It's like, I really like the Ed Norton uh bruce banner but he's intense and mark ruffalo is more playful yes. so it's like i i i want elements of my you know angry hulk back because i i don't like that he's kind of neutered in a lot of senses 
Mm-hmm. I want him to be. I want Hulk Smash to be a thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it I, I hope be. we get it back. Will to, be. I hope. Yeah. I really hope. I, I really I know believe. That, it's a. It feels like a novelty. Like, hey, we. Yeah. Mark. It feels like Mark Ruffalo is a really great actor. Wouldn't it be great if we had the Hulk? You know, with more Mark Ruffalo-y features instead of, uh, you know, Hulk with slight Mark Ruffalo-y features, which is what it seems. Yeah. I was always amazed in the first Avengers movies. Like, I can kind of see Mark Ruffalo in that Hulk. But with but now that he's wearing, like, clothes, he's talking normally like Mark Ruffalo and stuff. It's like, oh, that's I just see more Mark Ruffalo now. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, if Mark Ruffalo was a giant green man, exactly. this would be, this is him. Naturally, what he would look like. Just tweeting about anti fracking. That would be, <laughs> that's the only thing that he's not doing. He is more fun, though. He's playful when, because in yeah. this trailer, especially, just really, I, I and, dig him as the mentor character. Yes. Kind of bringing so I, her I, along. I like, like, you're going to have to deal with the duality of this. There's, and I'm going to show you the ways. I'm going to be your Miyagi. It's it's gonna and I'm I'm excited because I feel like and again not not that Marvel has given me any reason to have undue expectations, but I feel like what with what they've shown I, I do like too that you have Wong now yeah 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 Wong's know, in it too so you you I mean they really are starting to you know for my. Uh, my gripes about there not being a lot of connective tissues. Like, okay, you've got Abomination and Wong in Shang-Chi, so now you've got kind of a direct line from Shang-Chi over into, you know, She-Hulk, and if She-Hulk yeah. is connecting into other stuff, and, you know, and we're, you know, because uh, I, I don't have it on my list, and, and I, again, I hope I'm not stepping on toes, but I know one of the things, the, um, the secret invasion, which I think is going to be more of the... Um, bring back uh what's his uh nick fury i feel like we haven't seen fury in too long i feel like oh no i that's, know that's another part of the so it's like it it's been one so of the long things, you're starting to think like does he not want to make marvel movies anymore or something yeah it's like where's fury where'd he go so he normally says I'm no like, to nothing this is like a, his golden goose why would he say no yeah and um I, like i'm just because I, I i just i just ran through uh miss marvel the other day yeah. Um, caught all the way up with that and they connected and then you know uh, with the uh, there's there's so many things that i think she hulk to me really represents a crossroads where it feels like things are connecting and i like that i um, you know when when we saw abomination in uh shang chi it was cool but it i didn't you know i wasn't like way crazy about it yeah. Seeing for somehow like seeing Tim Roth actually in the flesh, yes, just really kind of lends this credibility to the return of the character. Whereas if he was just in CG form all the time, I wouldn't be as excited for some reason. But seeing the commitment of Tim Roth to go, oh, you know, part of it is yes, I want I want to make Marvel money for a while now. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, the other oh, part is nice. he may just really like the character and appreciate like sees a reason for coming back like the story yeah. there's something there that would like because tim roth is not a guy who is accustomed to making big budget movies this is like a character guy yeah um and I, I, there's i know uh, in one of the fan-made posters i saw for the thunderbolts their abomination 
Uh, and I think at one one point he was – so I was like, I think some of those, you know, because the Thunderbolts is supposed to be the anti-heroes, if we're mm. seeing that. And clearly with his involvement with Wong, I'm hoping that we do get some more backstory there because it does seem like that, you know, that She-Hulk abomination – that's I guess be that America, to... America or whatever is going to show up in this thing possibly too. Oh, America Chavez. America Chavez. Thank you. Because she she yeah, was I... less last we saw her, she was with Wong, training. Yeah. So it, it it'll be. I mean that that'll be even more connective tissue for mm-hmm. what they're doing in Phase Four. And so Phase I, Four I'm... just might be the Ultron of this thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll it's see. Like it, you know, it might be we're not able to fully appreciate it because we're immersed in it right now. But when yeah. we move forward, some we'll be able to see the picture a lot brighter. People so really I'm, criticized Avengers age of Ultron. They really criticized it. It was like the first time yeah. that you started doubting Marvel a little bit. Uh, they, but they really rebounded so well. I mean, if you want to call that a rebound, I mean, it still made a bunch of money. <laughs> oh yeah. But the rose and, felt like it might be off the bloom for the first time. And I, I go because I always enjoyed Ultron because it was James Spader, and I love James Spader. I like so it now I know, a lot more. I can watch it yeah. when I binge these movies. I can really enjoy it because I'm not – I'm no longer – my expectations are right where they should be now. <laughs> yeah. So I can enjoy exactly. it. Finally, my expectations were right where they were intended to be. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm sorry. I wanted to go ahead and bring up She-Hulk because you were talking yeah, about Thunderbolts. No. And I really think She-Hulk is setting up Thunderbolts. <laughs> yes, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> okay. So that that so that was your second and then my third. So you get to pick again, man. I uh, the, And this will be the di- uh, my divergence from Marvel. Um, and I, I was I was just I was so excited to see keanu back in action again Ooh, as man. john wick yeah. in john wick 4 i was like you just i just i mean i don't care at this point just keep making them because keanu's just i love keanu so much national I don't care treasure what keanu reeves you need to get his he's, name right <laughs> oh my gosh and I, like completely off when subject, lawrence I, fishburne I, goes mr wick <laughs> oh yes are you ready i mean and he turns around, he does Seeing, that perfect John Wick, like, yeah. <laughs> because they, I mean, that was, that made me so happy yeah. when he, when he showed up in three, because I was just like, oh man, seeing the two of them back together, especially Warms because. Warms the heart. <laughs> especially because he was not in the Matrix Revolutions or That's Revelations bullshit. or res, whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, we needed Morpheus. We needed real Morpheus. That really sucked for me personally. I. It was impressive that they got Keanu at all, and then they got uh, Carrie Ann Moss. That was good, but without yeah. without Morpheus, you need the three. You got without have Morpheus, three. and then without the real Agent Smith. It was like I still enjoyed it, but it was like yeah. it was. I mean, a lot of it was riding on the shoulders of Keanu because I just love him. Yeah, but um, I mean, it, I, I saw I saw a clip because. I guess in that new uh, DC Super Pets uh, movie, mm-hmm. he he does the voice of Batman in that. He does, yeah, <laughs> right. And I just see like they had the Rock, and Kevin Hart, and who so there was somebody else who was one of the, the female actors, I think. Uh, and then Keanu. Well, Superman is being voiced by uh, isn't it Henry Cavill? <laughs> or no, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I think not. It, no, that uh, can't be right. I think, 
I think it's, it's actually it's, John Krasinski. It's John Krasinski. You're exactly right. Yeah. You're right. Um, I knew it was a, I, no, a note, a person of note. I, I, I saw, uh, I saw a video on TikTok that it was from a podcast and they were talking about, they were, they were making fun of it in, in the respect they were making fun of DC more than the movie because yeah. they're like the justice league that we get in super pets is probably the best, <laughs> the best justice league that we've gotten just because the flash isn't. He isn't harboring fugitives in Hawaii, <laughs> and no. it was like, and we, and you know, you, and, Keanu but Reeves the reason, Batman, the like, reason it's so good is because people are leaving it alone. It's not the yeah. investment isn't so great. You don't have a million people interfering trying to get their way on something. It's yeah. just this little movie, and they just were like, "Well, if you know, if you're going to let us do this, we might as well do it right." <laughs> Especially if you're not going to tell us no. Because I know I've I've heard from a couple places, and I, I don't I don't I wouldn't imagine it would necessarily come to fruition. <clears throat> but they were talking about how like you know people are now petitions like we need a we need a live Keanu uh, Batman, and I'm like I don't know that we do. I mean I would no, watch Keanu Reeves and just about anything, but no exactly. Uh, going back that, to my that's pick, too like, old I school Warner Brothers Wick. fan casting. <laughs> yeah, it's keep making yeah, John like, Wick movies. Just, just I mean like. Because I think that's the thing is like if I saw him as Batman at this point, I'd be like, "Why isn't he shooting everyone?" I was like, "He shoots everyone." I was like, "He's not Where shooting anyone." Where is this time traveling phone booth? I'm so like, confused. What? Why isn't Sandra Bullock in this? Where is she? <sighs> but uh, but yeah, so I was like, when I saw that they dropped the the teaser for John Wick Four. Uh, and what a teaser weekend. it was, is, man. That's a really oh good te- The Dude, the part where he fucking like, axe throws that guy, <laughs> hits him oh in the head gosh. with it, is amazing. <laughs> I, just everything about that just instantly made me so excited to watch he's, it. He's gun play slash sword fighting with that one guy. Like, are, oh, they, yeah. are they ricocheting bullets off their swords? That's what it looks like they're doing. At, and at this, at this point, it's like, you know, because... When I go back and I watch the first John Wick, the yeah. first John Wick movie feels like a regular movie. Yeah, yeah. When you go to John Wick 2, you're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> right. What in, like we went from these these punk kids accidentally trip over the the most deadly assassin in the world and piss him off to everyone in the world is an assassin and there's this whole <laughs> secret it was like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. A whole universe we had like of a, assassin. A, a kind of a classic revenge tale with a twist that he's this highly trained assassin to, right. oh, there's this whole network. Everyone's an assassin. Literally every person when you're walking down the street is an assassin in disguise. That's like, what they would have you believe. Hotels yeah. and there's this whole <laughs> currency that they have. and But it works. Rule- it works. There's like, <laughs> like, you know what? I don't even care. It's just... Because it was so well done, yeah. The choreography, I and mean, that's I, I love that uh, Dave, David Lynch comes. That's his. That's kind of like where he's known. It's like from the director of you know because he was a stunt coordinator, I believe, on the first John Wick. Is that right? And and because uh, that's that's his background. He was a stunt coordinator, but it's like he was. He's one of those guys. Uh, one of my favorite things about the first John Wick because it was it was always kind of a pet peeve of mine. They paid such close attention to like John Wick never holds a gun 
and shoots it more times than that gun could shoot. Right. It was like, you, you go, I mean, I flash back to like Commando, oh where Arnold Schwarzenegger is running around with like one assault rifle that just shoots never stops thousand bullets <laughs> and no one ever like you've got 50 guys lined up shooting directly at arnold schwarzenegger never hit him at all it was like no the it and it, for the time those worked but it's like yeah it, the realism that's present in these kind of movies now it's like the attention to that detail and and i think because it goes along with keanu's dedication to the craft it's like he's not a young guy no but the amount of effort and energy that he puts into the physicality of that role is just, I mean, like he might not be great at delivering a lot of long, you know, long winded, uh, monologues or it, the dramatic aspect of a scene might not be, you know, as no, but he's, uh, he, he's a, he's a, he's like a hustle guy, you know, he's like, a, he, he's he like a really rock. is. He really hustles. He never stops. He, he remains likable no matter what. Yeah. He's um, such a good dude. He He's almost elevated to this saintly status. <laughs> Saint John Wick. That That's yeah. going to be fun. That, that was a really good and unexpected trailer. I knew they yes. were making a new John Wick movie, but to actually see but it I was again, so glad. It was like, here's a fun little, because it's like a little palate cleanser. Like, you're getting all this superhero stuff, all this, yep. you know. Yep. I was like, here's John Wick. I'm just going to give you a little John Wick. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so what do I have just one more? I have one more to pick. Uh, or uh, that was my. Th- you should be on four because that was okay, my. Okay, okay, I'm on four. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Mm, you know what? I don't know if you're going to mention it, and I feel like it should be mentioned. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. This is a this is a just in case pick. I'm going to go with the Wakanda Forever trailer. Okay. Um, I don't have it on my list, but yeah, it, I'm okay. Okay, so I it 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 needed to it, it dropped at the right time because I've been seeing the Wakanda Forever posters and stuff in theaters now, but there it didn't seem at least from the a lot of times these movies you can look at the poster and just get a good sense of what the movie is. Yeah, but, and it just was like a black. This is like a total teaser poster, you know. Yeah, so you know it's, it's coming, text. but what the hell is it going to be? Obviously, yeah. are we gonna we're gonna get a new Black Panther? Or are they gonna go Black Panther less? Just not have a Black Panther in your Black Panther movie and just make it mostly about Wakanda? I didn't know, but and you when you first like because you texted me after you saw it and you were like, yeah. "Oh, I fucking love." I mean, you didn't say this. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> you don't typically say fucking. That was the sentiment, though. That I, was the sentiment. I, did. I fucking you loved it. Really liked the trailer. And coming from both of our sort of man-ish points of views of, of the first Black Panther movie, went into that movie hyped, crazy hyped, saw it, yeah. and was just like, oh, well, gosh, that didn't really do as much for me as I'd hoped it would or even thought it would. It was just sort of just good. It wasn't amazing, but it yeah. was a huge success. So much so that it really took a gigantic effort by Endgame to overtake it as like the yeah. big Marvel movie. Um, and I don't, I don't really care like which one of these movies are kings of the box office necessarily. I feel like you had sort of an investment in that more so than me. Yes, uh, I still like, recognize Avatar. I, I just like yeah, <laughs> I kind of like DC. They just re-released it so that it's why can make you more don't like again. Avatar. I think. <laughs> 
Well, like it's just it's. I mean, like Avengers had its run, yeah, and it made a shit ton of money in its run. They right. re-released Avatar a thousand times, and they did it again <laughs> so they could make more money and take uh-huh. the spot back. I'm like, uh-huh. that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, you never know. Endgame might get re-released. If they, I hope they do. Re-release it and kick ten year anniversary edition. I can tell you with with sort of updated visuals or something. Make it three. Well, it was probably already three D, but you know they'll think of a reason to re-release it. They have to, if for no other reason to just reclaim the top spot. Just to take the, just to say, you know what? Those stupid blue people can suck it. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is the is the best movie of all time. But yeah, so you you told me about that. Your your response was very good. I was already not that excited about it, so I'd heard there was a trailer. I didn't watch it. Like I just saw it in my timeline. I was like, oh, that's cool. There's a trailer. I'm sure I'll see it a dozen like a dozen million times. So I'm, I just didn't feel any rush to watch it. It's yeah. just never a good sign. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, great. So I watched it. And the first couple times I watched the trailer, I was just like, this is a very stylistic trailer but yeah you get that like sneak peek of black panther at the very end and don't really tell you lead on to they they cut they crop him so much you have no idea if it's a man or even a woman at that point but a lot of it was just sort of showing the like well chadwick bozeman was going to be in our long-term future plans he sadly dies yeah now 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 we have to somehow work that into like we have to weave it into the the fabric of the story now. They they did not expect that to happen. Now he's dead in the timeline, and they really leaned into that emotion. So I don't know if the trailer had a positive effect for people because the emotion was so well honed in on of Chadwick Boseman. So they really do uh, kind of give you that feeling of like, man, it's. I mean, like the characters are weeping and sad. It's just, it's, it's, it sucks. It sucks in real life. That was, it sucks in the movie. That was what I really loved about it. Cause it was like, it felt like it gave the movie so much more dimension uh-huh. just because it was like, okay. I mean, at this point I'm like, knowing what I know about Chadwick Boseman, I just, I mean, I, I, respect the hell out of him so much i mean like and oh, it yeah. bums me out because it, it like it feels like it's kind of on par with like norm mcdonald where it's like you bore this i mean because he's a young guy too yeah. you bore the weight of that like by your i mean like with a very small number of people and it was just like i hate that i hate that for him that like he you know in in trying to preserve the integrity of of the character and of the movies and of what he was doing just so that people wouldn't look at him differently. Wouldn't, you know, treat him differently because they knew he was sick. Yeah. And yeah. Just, I mean, the, I was just like, I can he, completely understand how anyone could take either side of that fence. Like, yeah. Get as and, much sympathy and as much support. Cause you don't, you know, you're going to die and you need people to be around you and f- fuss over you even. But and for it, him, had, it was completely to me, different. It had it, like all of the notes that people love about Empire Strikes Back when being such a downer, melancholy, you know, like it, there's just such an emotional tone to it in the end that feels like there's it's almost like you get some sort of satisfaction out of being sad. Like, every, I mean, like everything, I mean, like 
Han Solo is frozen in carbonite. You know, Luke yeah. Skywalker finds out his dad is Darth Vader, and it's just his, and no, it's the perfect bridge movie. It's the perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's like movie. it really does. It creates just this this vacuum. I'm like, yeah, the first one was like, okay, because I, I think that was the thing about the first one was like, there's nothing like I I, I didn't love how they just kind of dispatched Claw because he was such a good villain. Yeah. And, you know, everybody elevated Eric Killmonger as this, I mean, oh, he's such, it was like, well, there's a juxtaposition here that is really compelling, but like, at, at the same time, I don't feel like it's necessarily translating on screen in the way that they think or feel like it is. Like, mm -hmm. the, it, it, and I think it's because so many of the other origin story movies, you know, you have your protagonist fighting the antagonist, and they're basically carbon copies of each other. So it's like there were there were emotional parts of the movie that I feel like didn't come across as well as they could have, but yeah. it was still getting credit for it. I was like, ah, I, this is what I, I don't like about it. I was like, I kind of agree. I feel like this. fans who just saw the effort elevated it. Like, no, 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 it is a perfect movie. Yeah. Like, it was just was close like, enough to where they were like, no, no, fuck you. It's the perfect movie. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I no. Hear, I won't have anything else. And it's like, I, I, I mean, I get some of the motivation for that but i'm like at the same time I'm like i feel like by trying to pretend like this is the best movie ever you're yeah. only discrediting the ability of what like if this was you know if this movie was a solid b and it was like this is a good movie i mean it's like yeah. you know there's they did they did a lot of really great things with it it was like established character i mean like so so many of the things but it was like you're trying to tell me that it's an a plus movie when it's yeah. a b and i'm like it's okay if it's a b movie like a B-grade movie. Exactly. It's still like, a hey, really good I movie. I get why this is a monumental movie. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit and pretend like it's my favorite. No. And but I will, also, I, saw, I will also say that it was really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I was but like, I, I mean, I, I've watched it, it. From the moment I saw it, and I never back off of that, as I, I, will, I consider that one of like bottom third favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. And so when I saw the trailer for this, I mean, it was just, it, like you have that. I mean, you have that knowledge going into it that Chadwick Boseman is not he's not he's not there. Right. So it's like, OK, there's go. I mean, we're going to have to bridge a story because, you know, the last time we saw Black Panther, there was nothing wrong. So it's not like, oh, yeah, the last time we saw him, he was in jeopardy. Like, no, we have to go from Black Panther at the end of Avengers Endgame when you have that. Wakanda forever. Yeah. And you have that great triumphant moment of his return. Right. To he's not here anymore. <laughs> right. And so like there's, uh, there's gotta be story there and you can't just write it off. Like something, ha I mean, there's gotta be something. And yeah, it's going to have Angela to work. Bassett, whatever, whatever they decide to do yeah. is going to have to be good. They can't be lazy about it. The, the, the emotion from those characters from, um, uh, Letitia, uh, what's her last name? She played Shuri. Um, and then Angela Bassett. And I just like the morning of T'Challa. And it, so you've got kind of this really emotional side of, of the Wakanda story. And then you're, you have this emerging new story of, and I forget what their, it's not Atlantis. It's some other uh, underwater world, but you have Namor, you have Prince Namor, um, the Submariner. Is it the Submariner? Yeah, he's supposed to be in it. Yeah. he. You have this 
that story because you even get the inception of it. You have the the birth in the trailer, so you're like, okay, these stories are interweaving, and because I I, uh, I believe if I remember correctly, uh, the seventh seat in the Illuminati was supposed to be for Namor, uh, mm-hmm. and so you've you've got other real connective tissue here to some of the other stories. Really, I mean, like it is. You know, now that we're moving in this direction, I can't, you know, talk about it out loud. It's like, okay, I am starting to see some of the connective tissues starting to come together. It's like, and I just, I was, I mean, the, the visuals and the emotion and all of these things coming together. It's like, I feel so much more motivated to see Wakanda forever than I did to see Black Panther. Like I was excited about it, but I was like, there was just so many things in that trailer that just, I was like, oh, I, this, I mean, just, this looks fantastic. I gotta see this. It, like it the, manipulates you emotionally. Very yes. Yeah. It really yeah. it does a good job with that aspect. I think this is gonna be a big movie for Ryan Googler personally. Like Creed yeah. was really a great movie. I enjoyed that. Out of nowhere, yeah. I did not expect that to be as good as it was. Black Panther was his follow up movie, and it was it's one of the most successful movies of all time. But yeah, I don't see it as a perfect movie. I don't even really like it as much as Creed. What's Wakanda like? Whatever happens with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever for me is going to be like. I'm going to decide. Ryan Coogler, you know, is he the real deal or is he? Just, did he just get lucky? Yeah, <laughs> just sort of got handed something great. He's 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 got he's got a lot on the line, and I it, it I I get the I have my initial gut reaction is I feel like he's going to deliver, and I hope that he does because I. I I think if he does, then the eventuality of, uh, because I I don't know that at this point, especially with transition to a next Black Panther, that you would necessarily have to limit it to a trilogy, especially because Thor and Captain America, you know, with the announcement of Captain America, New World Order, and you have Sam uh, taking over as the new Captain America, you know, none of these characters, I think, are pigeonholed into just a trilogy anymore. Um, But I think, you know, again, to your point, you know, this being some connective tissue from where we started with Black Panther to where we're going with Black Panther, I think this will be a very pivotal uh, moment, especially for Ryan Coogler as the, you know, the director, the guy that's at the helm of this whole story. And it's such a true statement. It's going to be a big deal for him, but it's really kind of fucked up that we have to say that. I mean, it's like Patty Jenkins. She, she was, she was riding such a wave after Wonder Woman. And then Wonder Woman 84 came out and it was like, I don't know. Patty Jenkins don't give a fuck about her anymore. Nobody talks about her anymore. It's yeah. like, wow, you just got like a lukewarm reception to one movie and suddenly you're just out of the picture. It's kind of fucked up. I think well, Ryan Coogler probably will be just fine even if the movie yeah. well, the movie's going to be a hit. I mean, come on. It, it's going to be a hit. But I, I'm banking that he is actually that good of a director and I think he, I, yeah. I think he's going to make it work. I, I have I actually have some faith in him. I, I think he's going to pull it out, and uh, it and it we'll get to see it later will this be year. a better movie than the first one. <laughs> yeah. So, but is is Suri the Black Panther? Is that what we think? Is that the prevailing theory? Is that, that Suri is the Black uh, Panther? That's that's my hope. She yeah, was. I like her. She I was like kind of. I I feel like because, and I think especially with kind of the direction, it looks like. You know, we the initial Avengers, um, we had a male-dominated cast with Black Widow being mm-hmm. the only female. And right. now when you look at kind of the next evolution of the Avengers, 
you're getting a flip on a lot of those roles. Oh my and gosh! It yeah, Captain Marvel and you, yeah, uh, you you've Peggy got, Carter uh, and you've got Peggy Carter. You've got um, uh, Kate Bishop as Hawkeye. Yeah, you've got um, uh, Yelena uh, as the new Black Widow. Right, you've She's got She Hulk. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. It's like it's like getting it's getting flipped. But, yeah. but they're at least at least they're doing it in a way where it doesn't quite feel forced or obvious. <laughs> no, it, just yeah, sort of it, naturally flowing. I mean, we, now we have Samira, and she's going to be in yes. you know the the Marvels, I guess. Yeah, I lo- I, God, I loved her in that show. She's so adorable and likable. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love these Disney Plus series. They because like I I would have heard she was in Captain Marvel, and if I hadn't watched that series, I'd have been like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Where's Allison yeah. Brie? Like she's that's Captain Marvel. Like who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was my number four, I guess. Yes. Wakanda Forever coming out in November. So my number four, um, maybe a sort of a surprise, but at the same time, not totally, because uh, I spoke um, very highly of the first installment of this. But mm-hmm. my fourth one is a DC movie. Mm-hmm. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Okay. I I mean, I loved, I mean, I thought Zachary Levi casting as Shazam yeah. was absolutely perfect i the, love the first him. one was a big surprise it was like aquaman it's like i can't believe i like yeah. this this is really good and it was because they really they blend it because so much of the dceu has just been so dark and gritty and uh so just yeah. it, it brought it just this everything has to be so intense and then you have zachary levi come in and uh, combined with uh, what's his face, the kid that was on the crutches, it was such yeah, a yeah. The comedic... kid from it, he was one of the kids. Yeah, from it. I, Dylan, he was, um, he was great. Uh, Dylan, what's his? I can't remember his last name. Um, but he he was absolutely fantastic between the two of them. And it was just I like I really I loved the story. I loved the characters. Well, it's superhero it was, big. How could you not love that? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. It, it really just and I it was nice because it really did you you have because I mean you know the the whole connection from me as a fan to these characters was that these guys were my childhood like I, I've grown up with superheroes it was like oh yeah you know like you play I, Jerry Seinfeld um in his I'm telling you for the last time which was his routine he did for years and years years. He, you know, he's like, you know, Spider-Man, Superman, these, these are not just characters. These are options in men's minds. They're all some sort of low level superhero. And that was <laughs> like, I loved that joke, but like that, that's it. It's like every, anybody that has any connection to the superhero world, it was because like, I want to be the superhero of the story. That's who I want to be. The, right. Like this guy, it's not just, Oh, the guy gets the girl. It's like, no. This is the guy that beats the bad guys. This is the guy that you know wins, and everybody cheers him on. He's he's cool. Like it, there was just so, like I, I there was such that identification. Like I want to be the superhero, and seeing that kind of come to life in the Shazam story, I was like, okay, 
It's like it wasn't like, oh, I really could be a superhero. No, no, I'm right. not delusional. I don't need to be in a home. But it was like, okay, you have this that kind of almost bridges that gap where it's like, it's just a kid. He's just a yeah. kid. Yeah. And he says a word and he turns into a superhero. It's cool. He didn't there was no radiation. There was no, you know, oh, years of training. It's like, no, he just says the word Shazam and he turns into a superhero. And Shazam has been one of those fringe level kind of crossover yeah. appeal characters for a long time similar to silver surfer that we were talking about before there was a lot yeah. of nerd cred with shazam and to see it done so well gives hope that the dceu is learning the right lessons i, I still say getting james gunn involved in their their play box or their yeah. sandbox was the best thing they could have done uh, now I'm heavily invested in a bunch of characters I never even heard of before. Peacemaker and, being one of those. Oh yeah, and they've, you know, I I I I was going back and forth on whether or not I wanted to put Black Adam on my list at all because um, I'm still excited about it. Shazam just kind of surprised. Well, go ahead, that. don't worry about it because Black Adam was my fifth and final pick, so we can just start okay, talking well, about okay, Black Adam if you want to. <laughs> we, let's same thing. Let's tie it back into that with, with Black Adam. It's like yep. Then, you know, we've got, you know, you've got two, because, I mean, the trailer for Black Adam has a very different tone. It's not goofy and, or like, there's there's comedic elements to the Shazam arm of this franchise. But the Black Adam, that's, that's, the, that's the balance of this. That's the... His backstory you know, is not a nice yeah. one. <laughs> no. And it's a he very, lets you it's know very straight serious. up in the trailer. My son, I, it, it's about the most horrifying scenario I can ever imagine. Logan, yeah. my son, the thing that I love so much, dying to protect me. I would never want that. Yeah, I would. I would give Molly for his a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, and now, now he's oh. just driven. He says it the line in the trailer, which is great because it wasn't in the first trailer. This is like. Forged, forged in uh, rage. I think is the the term or something that he says in the trailer, and it's just like that is that describes perfectly how he becomes a superhero. He is enraged. Absolutely, he is enraged into being a superhero, and to see him, it's going to be interesting to see how scary they make him. Are they going to let him? Yeah. Are they going to really let the Rock? Dwayne Johnson is one of the most likable, big, muscular guys in the business for oh, decades. Yeah. Is he going to go dark? Is he going to Jim Carrey this thing in Cable Guy and risk his reputation? I don't think he will. That's my prediction. <laughs> I think he's going to play it mostly safe. I but I it, hope I hope that he pushes the bounds of like an antihero. Yeah, I do too. Where where he's because that would be a that would be enough of a departure from what he's normally does because yeah. he's always tough. No matter what he's doing, he's always tough. And he's a, he was a wrestler. He knows how to be a heel. He can be a heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let him do the thing he naturally does. You know, his father was a great wrestler. Like, let him be a heel in, in the movie for a change. And then I guess maybe at the end, if you you just have to have him, like, he can't be a bad guy. Um, I don't know. Like, part of me just really wants him to risk that good guy always got to be the hero person. I mean, so much so that he like, he couldn't even like st stand to be around Vin Diesel. Cause the two of those guys just wanted to be the hero of that story so much. It sounds like, and he just moved his, he moved himself to a whole new franchise. <laughs> 
Well, and fucking took Jason yeah. Statham with him. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it plays out in the comics. I don't know how it plays out in the Warner Brothers universe. I don't. I don't know exactly. But it's like if you let if you give him that leeway to be the anti-hero or whatever it is in this, and then you you know you 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 already have this is you you got your second Shazam movie in already in the can, and you got Black yeah. Adam, which yeah. they teased in. Uh, post credit scene in Shazam. Yes, yeah. And let, so, let them let them let them breathe. Let them have a little bit yeah. of back and forth. And that yeah, that's a, like let that come together. And if you want to have the redemption arc in bring Black Adam, if that if that's even a part of the story, yeah, you know, bring that to fruition. Then but, but I, take I a mean, risk. Let the redemption yeah. arc be part of another movie. And I, I yeah, I think I think if you if you let this new Shazam and you let black Adam be a thing and you let mm-hmm. that kind of simmer. And then that comes together in a next installment. Right. Then it, it does. It gives you a really great way to solidify kind of like they did with Spider-Man in no way home. Once you get to that third installment, almost again, kind of working an origin story backwards to where it's like now, you know, we just, we're here's, here's Spider-Man. And he's this awkward kid, and you, know, you you build him into who he is at the end of No Way Home. You're like, he is a legitimate superhero, and he yeah. is kind of the next Tony Stark in so much that like he graduated, like he now he graduated. He's, yeah. yeah, he's a leader now. He's the no, training like, wheels got officially taken off by then. Yeah, and so it's like he's seen things, he's lived through things, he's experienced things that have caused him to become who he is. It's and cool that they managed to pull that off and they didn't oh even do the origin story. Like they, they just skipped that. And I think, cause I think you could have that same kind of progression towards like you have this second installment of Shazam and then you get to a third where you, where you're able to take both those characters. Like if you have any kind of redemption arc for black Adam, you can ping it back off that, have a successful third Shazam movie where there's yeah. a confrontation and then Black Adam kind of goes off, not necessarily in his own superhero way, but as an anti-hero or as kind of whatever he is transformed into from that film. And then at the same time, really solidify Shazam as, okay, he's he's met his, you know, he's met his match. He's met you, you, do. Know, you somebody like, that... If you want people to take your universe seriously, you have to have a compelling threat. Yeah. You know? on the level of Josh Brolin's Thanos. Like you just, yeah. it has to be a bad guy who's very capable of doing bad things, but there's story behind it and there's some layers to him and he's sympathetic in some ways. I think it takes Absolutely. a really good actor to, to, to be able to bring that out in a person you're not supposed to like immediately. You're just supposed to hate him right away. Yeah. Um, if, if, if the rock can bring people along, uh, surprise! You know, he's, it's going to be one of those things. If they do go that way, it's going to be like a fifty-fifty, like mixed bag reviews. Because so many people are just not going to be able to accept that the Rock could be a good bad guy. I don't know. I, it's, that's why I don't think. That's why I kind of don't have any hope they'll do it. <laughs> I think he'll probably I, turn I, by like by halfway. He'll be mostly. I'm, good. I I do I do hope that because I I think that would really give him, um more staying power in what because i I think being able to see him 
do something that's not just okay he's the we put the rock in another movie where he beats people up or things happen and he has to lift something really heavy or you know there's <laughs> stuff's on fire it's just this something part bad, of the movie where i happening. lift something heavy guys can i do i need to come out of my trailer yeah it's like hey let's put the rock in a situation where bad things are happening and he'll probably just be okay and you yeah. know like he's gotta you know drive a tank off of a you know off of a bridge into a you know i don't i don't even know into a a robot yeah, he drives a tank off a bridge into a robot that's a movie just put the rock <laughs> in that something there's the robot was causing trouble and pretty he, soon it's just gonna be like we'll just cg in the rock later <laughs> yeah it's like oh was, put him he's oh he, he's a he makes pizzas but somebody killed his family and so now he's he pizza cutter I, and he goes and he slices up reptile people for some reason i don't even know why that's a thing but it, it happened and so he i really and, i really hope that they there's a bit of a line in the in the where like the who's the guy with the wings uh who's in it uh in, in black uh, and the, i've like i don't i don't Hawk know his Man. name Hawkman, yeah he goes heroes don't kill people and then the rock's like oh, i do <laughs> i hope that's like i don't hope that like that part of the trailer will just do all of the work for people thinking he could be a bad guy. Like, I hope that really is just a small part of his arc. You know what I mean? I don't want well, that to be yeah. the only, the, the only thing that ever really associates him as an antihero. As he says that one thing, <laughs> but I mostly kill people that deserve it. You know, it's fine. That's there. There's, it, it makes it, it makes him like the supernatural punisher. Cause it, in, in uh like daredevil uh season two um on netflix you had you had the big uh rooftop confrontation between daredevil and punisher which was punisher's entrance into the franchise and you know you had this there there's the juxtaposition of you know daredevil's going out and he's beating guys up i mean he's taking the law into his own hand but he will only take it so far he doesn't yeah but that's what the Punisher's code. like. He has a code. The the Punisher says, "Nah, I'm gonna put him down." That's the only way that you get real justice. He's like, "No, that's not justice." It's like, so there's this, there's this ideology back and forth. It's a struggle. And it's like neither neither one of these guys is necessarily a bad guy, but they see each other on opposite sides of a line, right? And so, and, and I think that's what really defines. It, because you, you, there's some anti-hero in Daredevil, but there's also there's there's a much stronger sense of of a darker part of that in Punisher. So it's like if you have this supernatural version, where it's like there's, I mean, it's harder to keep him in check. It's like, I mean, okay, he's got mm-hmm. supernatural powers. I mean, you, yeah, don't you, you let him always just, just be the guy that flies in and takes care of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I I think that's the thing is like there's you know there, there's a there's a violent part of the Punisher that I think in the, in the movies that they've already put the one with Tom Jane and then the other one with Ray, uh, Oh, Ray, what's his face? Um, that, uh, they, they just kind of, they miss out on some of the dimensions of the character there to where I I think what they've really gotten with John Bernthal Mm -hmm. is, is a much more three dimensional idea of what the character is and what drives him and i think if you apply that same kind of character mapping to black adam i think especially if the rock really delivers on it i think that you can get you know a whole 
other side was like, you can have this eventual confrontation between Black Adam and Shazam. Right. That's what it should that be, be building thing. to. Yeah. And still afterwards have a transformative experience for those two characters that send them in different directions that don't you don't have to have this reconciliation where black adam is now part of the team and they're the power rangers and they just yeah yeah nobody can stop us it's like okay the the black adam and i i hate to sound like i'm any kind of authority on the comic or the source material but it would be cool if you were to look at him as like a supernatural jack reacher (laughs) yeah oh totally where he just sort of he walks the line but he knows what's right or wrong, and that may be extreme to some people, but for him in his mind, it's what it's necessary. And in his world, he's right. It is what's necessary. And, in someone and, else's and, world, he would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and because that's the, at, at, at there are times where it's like, okay, <coughs> the the limitations that other superheroes have. I mean, because that's that's one of those things where it's like, you know, in in. Uh, in the Dark Knight, I mean, which is, I mean, uh, arguably one of the, one of the best superhero movies of all time. Um, if somebody, you know, if somebody, you know, if you have Black Adam, if you have the Punisher, and they come across the Joker, you know, there, it's it's interesting because a lot of that is that ideology. Like his whole thing with Batman was, can I get you to break your one rule? Mm-hmm. I was like, what if you went up against somebody that didn't have any rules? What if you went up against the Punisher? You can't go up against him the same way because he doesn't represent the same thing that Batman does. No, but exactly. definitively, he would put the Joker down. It was like he would have him right there, and he put a bullet in his head, and he'd just right. go and have a you know have threat a, neutralized. A, yeah, it's like okay, move. What's next? Let's go to and Arby's and get a Batman sandwich. Batman would drop to his knees and be like, "Oh, yeah." So <laughs> I could have saved him. You have you have these different dynamics, and it's like if you put the right person in the right role, it's like okay. If you put Black Adam on the right path, where it's like this is a character that doesn't need to be redeemed. This is a character that needs to be fought and vanquished. Yeah, that's where you can apply that kind of character. It's like okay, at the end of this, like with because that was one of the things that I thought was really interesting about how they did Man of Steel with Zod. I was like, okay, uh, he killed Zod. Oh yeah, like, that's he not a very Superman thing neck. to do. Well, because he was about to kill a whole subway station yeah. full of innocent people. <laughs> and it's like you put you put a black Adam in that situation, and it makes sense. It's like okay, no, I'm not going to put this guy in front of a tribunal. We're not going to court him, you know, out in in front of this judge to to decide. Oh, what's the fate? He's like, no, this guy is clearly guilty of the things he's done. Yeah, I'm going to put him down. So he needs I, I to think- be the equivalent of Rick. With the president and Rick, like the president yes. just sort of keeps him around because of how effective he is. But he's exactly absolutely like, an enemy of the state, hundred percent. This is a situation where we need a Black Adam, not a Shazam. Right. right. Shazam will defeat the guy. Black Adam will put him down. Yeah. Who I, do we call? I, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for all these things. But if it doesn't end up being those things. Uh, the Rock has hardly ever let me down in the past. I'm sure it'll yeah. be a very enjoyable superhero movie. Exactly. He, that suit looks fucking awesome. All of the trailer beats look fucking awesome. Uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be great. But, you know, it is DC after all. So <laughs> Warner Brothers is still behind. Uh, yes. You know, still, still ultimately the one controlling everything, no matter how much The Rock gets behind the character and 
yeah. sells it to be his thing. Ultimately, it's not his thing. Still Warner Brothers. But maybe they'll learn the right lessons, you know? Just keep learning the Fingers right lessons. Fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll see. They they did officially announce the end of the Snyderverse. They pretty much like were like, nah, we're not doing anything Snyderverse related anymore. Though, <clears throat> though I will say, because uh, uh, somebody made the comment, it's interesting that they didn't make the announcement at San Diego Comic-Con. That they, I think they made an Instagram post that Ben Affleck has reprising his role as Batman in Aquaman 2. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. So, I, clearly they haven't decided exactly what they're doing because <laughs> I, I mean at this point it's like i know i don't know i don't know how big of a bath you got to take on the flash movie but i'm like are you really gonna put this movie out you're really gonna put the ezra flash ezra miller flash movie out like i know I, you can put I, michael I'm, keaton I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna read any stories related to ezra miller because i really want to enjoy that flash movie i gotta tell you <laughs> i've invested just, in that because of michael keaton's batman oh i, I liked i mean he was Ezra Miller's The Flash is one of the things about the Justice League that I actually really enjoyed. No, and then right. the guy's just like, oh, wait. He uh, is. I, this is the part of the story where the I go bad shit crazy. He's basically crazy. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you get, you, get, you get to start looking at some of the behavior of these guys. You're just like, he's just staying in the news cycle. Now, I think he's crazy. He's, first of all, he's always in the news in a place that's remote. And, you know, yeah. not a lot of people would be around. Like he's still. You're like, yeah, what was he doing still there? in the news? Holy shit! Why is he there? I I don't know. He's he, it's nuts. All right, why don't you go ahead and, and make your final announcement, and we'll wrap this puppy up, put a bow on it. Well, I I, I almost uh, if we hadn't already been on a, a connective tissue there, I kind of started to weave into into my my final pick because it was the announcement of the 18 episode, uh, Daredevil. Uh, show that will be okay. coming to Disney Plus with with D'Onofrio. Yes, I am. I'm very excited to see that whole. You know, we've had Vincent D'Onofrio in the uh, Hawkeye show, so yeah, and we've had fun. we had Charlie Cox in uh, Spider Man No Way Home, which was right. a great little uh, a fun nod. That was fun little was cameo. One of, when I was in the theater, that one got a big response. It um, did. So to see those guys come back, and then I, I I know there have been talks. I think we, I don't know if anything's been cemented yet, but uh, I think we're not too far away from seeing uh, John Bernthal Punisher announcement. I don't know if that'll be a D twenty three or if that comes later down the road. Uh, but this this Daredevil show, knowing how bad Charlie Cox wanted to keep playing the character and how great of a job he did. Oh man. Um, that was I'm always really the thing. Like, can you bring a TV show star into a cinematic world? Yeah. That was always people would argue about that. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Now Marvel just did it. So now, yes, you can. <laughs> and I'm I'm excited because like I did. He is a love... fantastic Daredevil. He's the only oh, iteration yeah, of Daredevil oh. that matters at this point. And Charlie Charlie Cox played him so well. No offense to Ben. Yeah. <laughs> That well, was okay in its fine. day. It was very, it was a very, you know, late or early two thousands comic book movie. That's yeah. what it was. But you, but, you've got, you've got some real room to move about there, especially you know in the New York hub of superheroes. I mean, because with the Fantastic Four coming, and they're right there in New York, Spider Man, Daredevil. I mean, like you're getting real superheroes 
that have, I mean, territory in the same city that are, okay, oh, how this is this? This is fun. This is exciting. Yeah. This this is a real thing. And and that, uh, so with, and with this, because I didn't love the story that they were trying to tell in weaving all the Netflix series together, the mm. group, the hand and all this and that. I was like, okay. This oh, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I like they, the, that was what they had to work with. I mean. Yeah. I, I, and. I do so, think we can thank Netflix for showing that it's very possible to have a oh, quality yeah. superhero uh, they, show, you know. With Daredevil and The Punisher, they definitely did a great job. Um, that first season, Fist, first couple of seasons of Daredevil are really, really Oh, good. yeah. The third third one kind of trailed off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think they, I know, I'm pretty sure they recast Elektra. Which is kind of a shame, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we're starting fresh, so I'm okay with it, whatever. I, I wasn't so... I mean, I liked her fine. She was yeah. she was fine. But, I mean, I'm not so invested in her coming back that that's yeah. going to be a so, thing. Like, we got Charlie Vincent Cox, D'Onofrio, we got Vincent D'Onofrio, and Charlie Cox is yeah, big. We got, we got the key elements here. And I hope they can get the same Foggy in there, too. Like, he was really yeah. notable for... You know, he, he was a guy who you'd like to see come along. And it, it'll and, be and, interesting. And the, other, and the other girl, too. She was really good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with with a show like this if it does. I mean, like with a Daredevil show, how much of that? Because I mean, he's dealing with, especially the organized crime faction, a lot of the same villains that Spider Man's dealing with. Maybe not like the colorful, you know, suited guys, but like. You know, I mean the uh, the kingpin, but also yeah. I mean, there's other warring factions. There's other mafia personalities in the Spider-Man universe that this Daredevil now feels like it could be, especially because you have the connective tissue of that of his role in No Way Home. It's like okay, there's you know we've got some real dimensions to the direction we're going that could be really interesting, and especially because they made such a big deal out of it's going to be an eight episode show oh that's we really that's like, are gonna that's get some two seasons worth of episodes in yeah a i mean that's Plus a series that's real development that's real storytelling that's i mean and to see what they've already done i mean the uh ms marvel show was six episodes i mean loki was i think six episodes i mean yeah. these shows that are only six episodes long covering so much ground and doing it so well they're like yeah. 18 episodes like oh wow we're going to get a lot of traction out of this. We're going to get some real mileage out of this show. Yeah, we are. So it makes me wonder if they're going to be like a part one and part two of that season. They're going to have to break it up somehow. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be really interested to see see how it comes together because I I'm just I'm excited to see that Charlie Cox is officially, you know, wasn't just a cameo in No Way Home. Like, okay, bam, yeah, we have a Daredevil, and this yeah. is him. It's Charlie Cox. So I'm, I'm with. I was it. excited he was, about. He that. was great. I've always liked him. I liked him in Black yeah. Empire. I mean, he's just always been a really fun character to watch on screen. Fun actor, I mean, not character. Well, he is a character. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. I think right there. Yeah. Um, we we've gone about two hours or so, a little over two hours. So that that's a pretty uh, pretty meaty episode, I would say, for you guys. Yeah. Hope hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, on that note, I guess I'm going to play us out. Um, I think for our next episode, we're going to do like a holy shit, look at all the movies that are coming out in 2023 episode. Yes, we definitely need to. 
it's it's just bursting with with just crazy movies. Just yeah, go anywhere where you can look at upcoming theatrical releases and and just every week multiple movies. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be packed. It's it's like all the stuff and shit that got backed up due to COVID is now gonna start falling on top of us here in twenty three. <laughs> Bring back uh, the movie pass. Yeah, oh. Mm. Yeah, let's bankrupt him again. Let's do it two times. <laughs> let's do that again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we'll just cut this off here, and I'll just say thanks for listening. I've been one of your hosts, Ron Avis. Oh, no! I've been Adam Peterson. Almost had it. <laughs> Did you? Go. Here, here. We'll, we'll see you next time. Leave it. Leave that in. Leave that in. I'm going to leave it. <laughs>